Welcome back to another episode of Protein Ramblings. Take two of the latest Jace and what I'm calling actually Jace and the fucking bitch who just learns, needs to learn to stay in the barge. That really rolls off the tongue. Jace and the liability warriors. <laughs> I mean, that can describe the entire series. I mean, Jace is a liability in of himself. So is it liability and liability warriors? Any the liability, 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 liability <laughs> Yes. So of liability strikes. <laughs> Brilliant. But so as you can tell, I'm joined again by Naomi and Mark. A very Hello. Deja vu, hello. Yeah, so uh, cards on the table, we're recording this for a second time because I fucked the audio for the last time in post-production. This is take two of going through episodes 26 to 30 of Jason the Wheel Warriors, the saga where Flora should have just stayed on the fucking barge. Yep. Useful as a radar system, but nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as she steps foot off that ship, she becomes the instant liability of the group. Which is saying something, considering who is in this group. Yeah. It's a group. Guys, of- guys, we've already gone off script. <laughs> yeah. I've got my script here from la- the last time we did this. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to like, If I keep reading, points. it's not going to make any sense to anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we open up with episode 26, Gate World. The open- called 2001, A Space Odyssey, A Stargate <laughs> Odyssey, even. So it opens up with Jace basically hitting a computer, and we learn that the Lightning League aboard the Pride of the Skies 2 are lost in space. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Running low on fuel. Been, mm-hmm. been there for a week. Cabin fe- fever setting no, in. According to Oon, they've been there for like 18 days. Oh, man. Yeah, because like, Flora's like, how long have we been lost? Oon's like, 18 days, 17 hours, 36 minutes and 25 seconds. But who's counting? Little sarky bastard. I don't know. I, how do you get lost when you have... A navigational system. How do you get lost in space? Well, I mean, I get because the navigational system just throws shapes at you. It's like a school disco. It's a square triangle. Like, oh yeah, blinking. we should have we should have turned right at that last pentagon. But so they're lost in space. They're short on fuel, and all of a sudden, Gillian's like, "Hey, do you know what? There's a magic gateway." It doesn't flourish. She sees something flash up on screen, doesn't she? She's like, "I saw Gate yeah. World," and and Gillian's like, "Brilliant, Gate World, amazing." I know all about Gate World. And Herc's like, what's that, Gate World? I don't, right, okay, so we rewatched these episodes. I don't know why you're making such faces at me when you said that. <laughs> so the, the, across a couple of these episodes, there's some real, like, weird, at the end of e- a couple of episodes, there's a weird, like, bit of pseudo-shade thrown at Herc. So the end of, I think at the end of this episode, he's like, not bad for a hot shot, like Jay says to Herc. And then one of the later episodes, he's like, not bad for a tough guy. <laughs> it's like, the look he gives him when he's in the crystal. But yeah. <laughs> some of this later, I please saw that this time through. I, mi- I missed that the first time through, but watching it this time without taking notes, oh my God, yeah, it jumped out it's on just me. The, the continued gaslighting of Herc. But no, what I was going to say is um, we rewatched these episodes today just so we'd have them a bit you know, fresher in our minds. Yeah. I don't understand why Gateworld is hidden. Like on my second viewing, it just occurred to me like, why is Gateworld a secret? Why why is it so fucking hard to find? It's just a really useful planet. Yeah, and it allows instantaneous travel to anywhere, yeah. basically. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it it just seems like a very useful thing. Yeah. But it's like a bus depot. You put it in the center of a town and everyone lives around it. Yeah, it's like the creators were like, let's build this really, really, really useful object and immediately hide it from anyone who isn't magic like yeah. Gillian. I mean, I get that it is the MacGuffin of this episode and the, oh, they're lost and they're hopelessly lost. But wait, here's a magic solution. But there's no reason for Gateworld to be hidden. It's not like, even though it provides this kind of like, I don't know, planet hopping, space hopping 
facility, I don't know if that is necessarily better than any of the technology people already have to travel. So it's not like there's any strategic importance to it. No, we're always qualifying these things as they happen. And yeah. If you remember right at the start, Gillian says something that alludes to the fact that he's at least 800 years old. Yes. So it could be like if you have read Isaac Asimov's Foundation series, it could be that once this was like a thriving metropolis planet, but actually mm. over hundreds of years, something happened, you know, like ability to travel everywhere is great until you pick up like an STD from across the universe <laughs> and it wipes out the entire planet. Yeah. Right. And then the other so, thing is Sorboss knows about Gateworld because when they find it, Sorboss, who is spying on them even though they're lost is all like excellent they found gate world just like just as i hoped yeah, yeah. so he knows a bunch of lore doesn't he like sorbos has got loads of good intelligence about all kinds of different planets and places he hasn't visited before which just goes to his empire building abilities again yeah he's done so much with very little time i mean what we can infer from later episodes is that sorbos has had multiple contacts with multiple magicians not just Gillian, so it's very possible that he captured one, learned information from them. Mm. But anyway, Flora mentions about the gate world, and then Gillian's like, ah yes, gate world, you can't find it with normal instruments. Here, magic doodah, now you can find it. Do you know what he could have done with that magic? Fix their fucking navigation system so they weren't lost for more than two weeks. Or, you know, I, I was going to say he could have like turned something into fuel, but we all know what happens oh, there. <laughs> If only they had a lead-powered spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Although, the, so just to cut forward to another episode while we're on this topic, in the Magician episode that we're going to come on to, there's the bit where he's holding court with some young magicians. Is like, a, a magician can turn matter into any object of their choosing, and he's got this rose in his hand, and it, a magician never goes hungry, and he turns a rose into an apple, and he starts eating it. So by his own logic, that's going to turn to lead soon, right? Or back into a rose. <laughs> and he's going to be very, very ill. Or, yeah, at least back into a rose and he's going to have belly full of thorns. Yeah. I mean, long-term lead poisoning does lead to, like, psychosis and stuff, which would explain <laughs> Gillian in general, uh-huh. who is a pacifist who murders the shit out of loads of <laughs> monster minds with no, no qualms whatsoever. With death tornadoes. And so Gillian does some Ujimi flickery to their navigational computer, which allows them to find Gateworld. When he's talking about Gateworld, like, Herc is giving some shade, saying, ah, uh, you know, it's all just a, just, a, just a myth and an old fairy tale, and he recites some bullshit poem. And Gillian's like, I assure you, my dear boy, when I visited this place over 800 years ago, it was very real. How, like, so we know Gillian is now like damn near a century old. Yeah, I mean, at least. A millennia. Yeah. Yeah, a millennia, sorry, not a century. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I, and he's chosen to spend his retirement babysitting Aldrich and Jace. So yeah, they head off to Gateworld and oh yeah, I forgot. Now I, now I come back to do this episode a second time, I remember how bad my handwriting was because <laughs> I was hungover when I wrote the notes <laughs> as well. They head off to Gateworld and things Or as happen. I've got Gatawobble. <laughs> is Stonehenge, which I think is yeah, Gate- Stonehenge. Yeah, Stonehenge. Gate- Gate- Gateworld is Stonehenge, <laughs> which they proceed to land smack in the middle of with no <laughs> respect for cultural heritage whatsoever. <laughs> a planet that possibly hasn't seen people for like seven, eight hundred years. Talking about no cultural respect for cultural her- heritage, one of the key stones of Stonehenge go- Gateworld is fallen over and they're like we need a re- we need to get this back up or we need a replacement so they use oon because oon equals giant fucking massive flat slab of stone but i go i guess we get some more lucky lance usage here yeah i suppose 
so they trigger they trigger the gate world system one i guess because there's a second system once they trigger system one and it creates a huge ring of light around these stones uh which refracts off oon's lance and points to a part of the woodland where the control room for gate world is so oh my god the control room that looks scarily like the control room from jurassic park (laughs) You know what I mean? Where they have to go reset the brakes. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. exactly one of those angled doors in mm-hmm. a hillside covered by branches. Which the, the the Lightning League start an immediate campaign of deforestation to uncover. <laughs> oh no, plants. They must be destroyed. All plants must be destroyed. Flora's fucked when they run out of monster mines. Yeah, they're going to turn just on gonna eventually. Turn on yeah. yeah. So they uncover this and they, they get into the control room. When they've set out, like, so Gillian, it's Gillian and Jace that set out to do the job with um, the gate world. As they leave, Jace is explicit to Flora, you stay here with her, don't leave the barge, we'll be back soon. So they go off and they start doing stuff, and obviously, of course, because the boss have been watching, Monster Minds fucking show up, as they always do, and Flora's fucked off. She's like... Oh no, something, I'm bored, I'm going to go outside, I'm just going to not listen to any of my parental figures and fucking do what I want. To be fair, would you listen to Jace? Be honest. Yeah, she's had 18 days of man funk of every generation, <laughs> like old man funk, teenage funk, and like middle-aged Lothario pirate, space pirate funk. That's a lot to deal with for a young lady. Yeah, she deserves some fresh air. Yeah, okay, when you put it that way, I, I mean, even I need... A break after 18 days of man funk. 18 days of man funk. That's a band name, isn't it? It's like an album. <laughs> that is, it's, it's, it's a, 18 days of man funk is a funk album of punk covers. So it's, it's funk covers of punk. Yeah, I would. So eight, 18 days of man punk. <laughs> it's the long lost Fat Records album. <laughs> anyway. So they get into the control center, Jason, Gillian, and Gillian's like, okay, I've not done this for 800 years. I better read the manual. The manual, which consists of two instructions, basically, well, three technically, I guess, which is put the glass thing in the slot, put in the coordinates, wait 30 minutes. Arguably not the best transportation system oh like you've got to do this and wait that you can't trigger you've just got to wait 30 minutes yeah but this is what i mean like i can understand a place like gateworld being kept secret if it was of strategic importance right like if, if the enemy discovers this place with doom because they can get straight to wherever important place immediately but it, it does just seem like a really elaborate bus stop yeah that's true i would say so it, it it's System design leads a lot to be desired. Yeah, like you can get wherever you want in the universe from here, but you can also get wherever you want in the universe just in a spaceship already. Yeah, but I guess the problem is getting back. Like this place instantaneously transports you Mm. anywhere you want, but then you can't just come back to it. Yeah. So it's very much like a one. It's not like a bus stop. It's a bad analogy, (laughs) I guess, but I don't know what it's like because it's not like anything you can't. Yeah, a shitty bus stop. It's something very unique to the Jace universe, shall we say. It's a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin in its purest form is there purely to serve the plot. It makes sense for Sawboss, basically, actually, as a tactical, because he can just send his vines. That's his plan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A vine seed through to everywhere, simultaneously take the whole universe over. So, meanwhile, Brock has fucked off, gets twatted by Monster Minds. 
So he's flying through the air and he gets shot to shit by the monster mines and crash and crashes and burns somewhere. So Flora's off looking for him. Um, in fact, doesn't she take a beautiful eagle? Yes, that's she- right. There, there are beautiful. <laughs> Deformed fucking birds on the planet, yeah. When when, uh, Brock goes down, Herc's like, no, no, we have to leave, it's too late. Ah, That's why she leaves, yeah. We have to come back for Brock, and she opens like an emergency exit door as the ship is taking off. That's right. And then she gets on her beautiful eagle. Yeah, she doesn't just fuck off and escape the man fung. She's she's actually on a mission of mercy for her close companion. So I think that's reasonable. Eh, Yeah, I mean, it's like, how useful is Brock, though? That's not like Herc and Gillian. Their immediate responses to situations like, like, forget it, we have to go. Like, Flora's got a bit of compassion and decency, you know? No man or fish left behind. I'd leave the fucking fish behind. I mean, 800 years, these people are pretty much irrelevant to Gillian. When you've lived that long, these people are like the blink of an eye. Yeah, that's very (laughs) true. And as we know, Herc really doesn't actually give a shit because, you know, he's had so many jobs. He just moved on to the next job. Yeah, as we yeah. find out later, Intergalactic Commando was among those jobs. Yeah. Professional temp. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Flora flies off on the back of this, air quote, beautiful eagle, which is just the most, it, it kind of, like, if you put Quasimodo's head... I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Alexa. That, sorry, my Alexa just went off. My, uh, let me just mute. No, what she responded to there, though. Quasimodo? Maybe. Beautiful Eagle? Well, Beautiful Eagle? Have you named your Alexa Beautiful Eagle? <laughs> no, um, my Alexa triggers on Echo. Be, do you, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, these eagle. these eagles, mm. which are neither beautiful nor eagles. No, they're like Quasimodo. If you put Quasimodo's head on an eagle, but they're pretty they, deformed and. They're helpful. I guess. Anyway, so she's flying off to try and find. Uh, the, uh, the monster mines, Brock, rather. Um, the, meanwhile, the monster mines are drilling, laser drilling into the control center where Jace and Gillian are. So Gillian jumps in, drill sergeant, and drills off as well. Drills off. <laughs> is, drill is, off. is that a verb? Uh, to drill Why off? <laughs> Why not? Why can't it be? It is now. Incidentally, I want to mention KO Cruiser is the one doing the drilling through to the control center and he's using like a laser out of his headlamps or something and he's doing a far more efficient job of it than Drill Sergeant <laughs> who is purpose built for drilling does. Well this is why the monster mines have taken over most of the universe and the Lightning League are lost. Yeah, that's scams. Flora finds Brock and everyone else gets back to the ship. Once they get back to the ship her, they're like hey Herc where's Flora? He's like I don't know she's about it's a big ship. <laughs> I can't no keep an eye on one child. <laughs> no, no, just like she's here somewhere. <laughs> Fucking let's go. So they they jet off through the gateway. I was trying to think. Of, like, is there another? No, it is gateway. It is a gateway. I'm um, Q two thousand and one slash Ulysses thirty one visuals. Kind of weird visuals as well, because as they're traveling through, you get this cool like background, but then these weird red blobs just floating over the front of the screen that like. Like red sperm swimming in a microscope. Then, once they get to the other side, they kind of realize, "Oh shit, Flora's not there. We need to go back." And the meanwhile, back on the other side of the gate on the original Gate World planet, Flora has found Brock, and she's administrating. No, administering, administering, administering. What is administrating? Uh-huh. <laughs> She's administering medicine from a spoogy lemon. 
the most phallic of Scrooge lemons <laughs> as well, right? She kind of like like squeezes it and it jizzes in her hand and then she rubs it on like deep heat. And she's like, laser oh, wound. To a laser wound and deep heat in my mind is like the worst possible torture. If Brock could like, talk. Here's some severe sunburn, <laughs> have some deep heat. And some citrus deep heat. Even better, yeah. You get that skin. I'll, I'll, once that's soaked in, I'll grind it up down with some salt. So yeah, she 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 heals him with spoogy lemon juice, which like you have to watch it to see how spoogy it is. And they go off to and start flying back and while being chased by monster minds trying to get back to the gate, presumably. Oh my god, we forgot to mention it. There's a moment when they're going through the gateway where Jace tries to use the ring. Yes, to turn significant. them around. Yeah. Yes, and it doesn't work. Yes, it's just... a MacGuffin-free zone because Gillian <laughs> even says my magic won't even work inside the gateway. Yeah, this MacGuffin out MacGuffins all other MacGuffins. We heard you like MacGuffins, so we put a MacGuffin in your MacGuffin. In your MacMuffin. <laughs> so double say double sausage and bacon. Bacon. <laughs> double sausage and bacon. egg MacGuffin. Okay, so there's no bacon. No. Okay. No, because I couldn't say it. Can't have ba- you can't have bacon if you can't and say it. And only eat foods that you can pronounce. <laughs> I think that's, that's how true. ordering from McDonald's works, though. If you don't say it, you don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine how much that would fuck up someone with a lisp if you could only eat w- foods that you could pronounce? Or or any kind of speech impediment, really. Yeah. Imagine if you had Tourette's. Well, I mean, like you, you could eat some foods if you couldn't pronounce your S's, for example. You just couldn't have, like, sausages. Or, like, if you were Jonathan Ross. Or soup So you could, you could have, like, you know, you couldn't have a burger. Um... You can have bacon, but you couldn't have a burger because it'd be boga, 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 boga. They just put a booger in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, yes, as you mentioned, they can't use any MacGuffin technology to get back through. They should patent MacGuffin technology. They are the forerunners of MacGuffin mm-hmm. technology, like the Elon Musks of MacGuffins. <laughs> Every two to three episodes, they invent a new MacGuffin or find a new gut MacGuffin that will stop the monster minds from yeah, getting to whatever planet. Which they then never use again. Like, well, it's, it's a, a one-time only thing. Yeah. So yeah, they so they get through to the other side. Meanwhile, Flora's surviving on the other side, and Jace sets out to head back through the gate in arm force. Both he and Herc set out in arm force and Trailblazer, respectively. And as they're driving off, we get some exchangeable. Uh, action where her asks for Jace's freeze ray, and Jace kind of delivers it with the arm of arm force, and it, it just drops into Herc's lap, and it's like this huge chunky thing, which we never see Herc use in the episode. That never gets paid off. Do you think Herc is just like keeping parts to sell on or something? <laughs> I mean, he's got to make his money somehow. Yeah, yeah they were out of fuel. Where's the money coming from? <laughs> Maybe they're pimping Flora out. You were so wow, right. no. I was I was more thinking maybe they're just doing more lead gold stuff, but then eventually <laughs> Gillian, over eight hundred years, Gillian's credit line is just rinsed. There's no one who trusts anything that this space wizard gives them. I was like everyone's like, hey, it's Gillian here. Watch your lead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Check his gold. Yeah. Make sure he walks at least thirty feet away. And there then mu- watch the gold and see what happens. But the to thing it. is, there must be a lead mine somewhere that he's stolen, like pilfered all this base lead from to do all his MacGuffin. Like that mountain of lead in the first episode is not something you easily yeah. just happen no, to have. Like who hand. who just has that much lead? Someone who robbed a lead mine. Or maybe maybe he's just spent his eight hundred years developing lead mines. Maybe he was like a Man, maybe he was a house renovator and he's extracted it all from years and years of lead-based paint. 
Like He's actually responsible for destroying Christianity, just you know, <laughs> all the lead roofs from all the universe's <laughs> roofs. So Jace and Herc's out and battles uh, some straggler monster minds that manage to make it through the gate. That's when Herc gets the freeze rain. Jace heads towards the gate. He uses uh, his ring yep, to so, keep the gate open. Because Gillian explains that if Jace doesn't get back through the gate before it closes, if he's stuck in the middle, he'll be lost between dimensions for all of eternity. And Un loses his shit at this thought and proper swoons and faints. Doesn't fucking take much though, does it? No, Un's. So we were talking about this uh, while we were watching, rewatching these episodes today. You know, from that episode that gave the backstory about the Eternal Squires and the the the, the mask episode with the evil mask, we're led to believe that there's more than one Eternal Squire out there. So yep. does that mean, like, we've got to assume that he, there are the other Eternal Squires are not gutless shitheads? Yeah, because they've got to have some kind of legend and lore. They've got legend and lore, right? Yeah, so, so, so they cut, like, Oon is like the defective Eternal Squire. He was like the runt of the litter. Yeah, he's definitely the spare parts of full-size Eternal Squires. Cause yeah. Unless there's a planet like Endor with little people and he's <laughs> like, you know, to scale with the population. Although I guess the idea of a Squire means that, you know, they'd be kind of like, a helper because yeah. the squire is not exactly junior. like a you know yeah they're a, not a knight mm, exactly no. he just carries the sword he doesn't wield it exactly or in this case the lance that's okay. actually quite a derogatory statement really calling someone an eternal squire <laughs> yeah like you saying, never you're, you're, you're a forever office yeah. administrator <laughs> yeah i never thought of it that way that's yeah. actually quite <laughs> so you'll never rise to the ranks of management <laughs> <laughs> so jay's punts it back through the gateway and heads back to get flora Managed to get through fine, attacks some monster mines on the other side, and he sees Flora flying in the air, and he's like, Flora, get to the gate! And she just gives him this blank, vacant stare, and then just waves. It's just like, <laughs> oh. Maybe she was hoping he wouldn't come back for her. Maybe she <laughs> She's was like, like, I'm free! I'm free. <laughs> They're not gonna prostitute me out anymore. No! <laughs> Sorry. So, he gets, he sees Flora's like, head for the gate, they, they punt their way back through the gate, and the ring's kind of the ring's power starting to fade at this point, holding the gate open. We did forget to mention that Sawboss has realized that Flora's left behind and has this amazing moment where he stands up like, I'll get that girl and that fish. <laughs> it was very Scooby Doo villain. <laughs> it's like fish though. He calls him just a fish. Like this universe, a fish is a flying thing. That yeah. potentially talks as well, because we saw other fish in other episodes, and they were also face had a face and talked. Yeah. Remember, I can't remember what his name was, but and it Finne Phineas King Phineas F Phineas. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Fish and chips in this universe has got to be like a real delicacy. Well, is this some seriously ethical problems? Yeah, with yeah. As well. I was about to say, is this like the the Pokemon question? Well, like, what what do people eat in the world of Pokemon? Oh, Fucking God, Pikachu, mate. About that. <laughs> Fucking Pikachu's. Actually, no. It'd be like the what are the buffalo ones. Oh, I don't know. But even pigeons are uh, Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Well, aren't they? Pigeon, yeah. Maybe they're all vegetarians, I guess. Well, then a lot of plants are also Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everything's fucking Pokemon. Although they do eat a lot of tofu, if I remember rightly, from the animal. Yeah, are there any tofu? And there's a lot of rice, but they do have burgers. I remember them having burgers. And the, the, What's the, in the, the burgers? The Pokemon eat burgers. In fact, curry is because in all the more recent Pokemon games, you make curry. 
Well, that's how you hide what meat you're eating. So you yeah, can completely. Eat any Pokemon. So, mm-hmm. I think there's it. a lot of like Pokemon can unwitting Pokemon cannibalism going on there. That's another episode. I've really upset myself. The cannibalism of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. But we've had this in this as well. Like, what does Flora eat, and what do mm-hmm. they eat? Like, does she eat meat, and they eat plants? And she talks to and feels plants. So yeah, yeah. I don't think she could be eating plants. Does she like? Oh, or, do, or, or does she like? Is it a case of like when they're making the medicine? The later episodes, she's like, oh, will you let me use your stuff to make this stuff and. Oh. Uh, Imagine having a dark conversation with what you're going to eat. About. Well, you have to ask yeah. every time. Just uh, going to like a, an ear of corn and like, hey, corn, how are you doing? So I want to eat you. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> I guess at least in a, the, a futuristic society, you could say there's synthetic food, right? They could be, I was going to say soil and green. That's not a good example. <laughs> they could be eating soil and green. That would be fine. They could be eating synthetic food pellets, nutrient balls, whatever. Yeah, I guess What are so. they eating in Pokemon world? Pokemon. We, Just need, we need to, we need to talk about this. There's a lot of like really sinister implications of the existence of Pokemon. So, the one thing I was thinking, like maybe Flora eating plants is kind of like you know those that German cannibal that put out the the ad, the adverts <laughs> oh, of, like yeah, yeah. you let me eat you kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah, same kind of vibe. I guess. Anyway, we, we very much digress. <laughs> so yeah, Sorbosh, girl, Sorbosh, 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 purveyor of fine washing machines. So he's he's angry at a girl and a fish, and they go back and they get Flora. And like I say, they're coming back through the gate, and we cut to Oon and Gillian on the other side with her. And the gate's just kind of starting to close, and Gillian's like, "Well, they're fucked. <laughs> we should leave. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Leave. <laughs> I'm afraid we've lost them. Oh dear, never mind." And Oon loses his shit, and then all of a sudden, of course, ta-da! We have a Jason and a Flora, and they make it back fine, and they get some fuel, they head off, and we end with Herc saying, hey, we've got the signal, Let's." they've got Aldrich's signal, let's uh, head off. And he, he goes like, oh, we'll find him. I feel like we might actually find him this time. And that's when Jace is like, hey, now you're getting into it. Hot shot. <laughs> or, it, it's just a weird kind It's of a weird thing. exchange. I don't know if this is supposed and to isn't show... That when, isn't that the one where Herc's all bashful? Yeah, yeah. He's He looks really like coy about the fact that Jace has, has praised him. Yeah. But I don't know if this, this was supposed to be a bit of character development and show that they're like finally developing a bond or something. Yeah, Jace and Herc have very little to do with each other actually, yeah. don't they? Two alpha males on one ship. You got two alpha males, you got no alpha males. And that's I'm actually end. literally trying to think of any kind of conversation they've ever had with each other other than slinging in the car. And- yeah, actually, yeah. If, yeah. If they do, they're quite antagonistic unless it's about battle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we come on to 27, episode 27, Space Thief or Monkey Wrench. <laughs> nice. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys and we're going to fuck everything up. That'd be a really good song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a different take. <laughs> and we open up on this episode with Sorboss in a system which is rich in resources, but no population. Not a system, sorry, a planet that's rich in resources and no population. I believe it's called the Green Planet. No, that's from a later episode. Okay, is this your last Vicon? Vicon Vicon. Zircock or something. Zircock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Zolos or Zolos. Zolos. That sounds more Arbitrary made-up planet name one and arbitrary made-up planet name two. The key distinction here is planet one is where the monster mines are and it's rich in resource but has no viable population, no real population centers and is currently on a collision course with planet two which does have population on there. The Lightning League come across this and they see that 
the planets are going to collide. In fact, Gillian's like, hey, look, 48 hours, these two planets are going to collide. And Jace is like, ah, here we go. I actually wrote it down. Vicon and Zola 2. Oh, it was close. Oh, it was close. Yeah. <laughs> Should have just read my notes. <laughs> so they fucking so again. Gillian says that these planets are going to clash in clash. <laughs> clash of the planets. Yeah. Battle of the planets. <laughs> this is a literal battle of the planets. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you're going to have to let that one go. Yeah, you're probably right. I think you have to let that one so. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just such an easy key off word then stick with it now as they've discovered <laughs> that these two planets are going to collide gate gate <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell my words <laughs> yeah it is so jace is like i have an idea on how to save one planet and destroy the monster mines on another in fact, he gets really ambitious with this. He's like, I can take down fucking Sorbos. That's what I can do. So their plan is, Jace turns to Gillian and is like, hey, do you have a spell that can make monster mines grow really fast? Like, yeah. What are you thinking? And he's like, <clears throat> let me explain. So the plan is that Jace is going to go down to the planet, spray these monster mines with a chemical that will make them grow really, really fast, which in turn will cause the planet to spin off its axis, explode, and not collide into the other planet. Yeah, it'll just shower it with chunks of planet instead. Sorry, what? I don't, I don't think this is how anything works. Man, the first time we recorded this episode, I was like, the physics of this are utterly broken. <laughs> yeah. But actually, like, this is the whole thing, like, if everyone in China jumped at the same time or something, would it knock the Earth off its axis? You know, like, enough mass or weight? Or If it actually would, know. the Chinese government would have done it. Well, it doesn't really benefit <laughs> them, does it? <laughs> like, what is, what is the benefit of our planet being knocked off its axis, axis to anyone? But, I, but theoretically, I think this actually might be possible now. Oh, no. I don't know why I thought about this after the last <laughs> episode. Like, tectonic plates move and that changes, like, the size of the Him Himalayas. And that would actually eventually have, like, the minute. It would, but you're talking millennia. These planets are going to crash in 48 hours. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He's not going to create that much mass in this much time. I also wonder about how, like, how heavy can a vine be, even like a giant vine, yeah. in, in comparison to a whole planet? No, it can't be. I mean, like, yeah. it has to capture things. Obviously, a plant is made of something, so it either takes nutrients from the soil directly underneath it or the carbon in the air, and there's not that much on no, that really planet. Isn't. You know what I mean? It's not going to weigh it out, basically. No. But anyway, it doesn't so, stop them doing some proper mad science. You <laughs> yeah. get to the lab on the ship, and it's like Erlenmeyer flasks and, like, beakers, conical it, ship bubbling, like... For those that know, it's pure mega shark science. <laughs> Just going to add yeah, this coloured liquid to this coloured liquid, and that's yeah. how we trap our ship. <clears throat> and <clears throat> Gillian is making this pesticide, fertilizer. like reverse pesticide. Fertilizer, I guess fertilizer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be a reverse <laughs> pesticide. <laughs> Gillian's making this fertilizer, and he needs a metal zircon, or whatever it's called, and he just seems to be out. And he's, it's, it's a really funny exchange because he's like, oh, I just ran out of this last month. Like, it's, like, it's, I don't like, know, what else, all spice. What else are you doing with it? <laughs> there's, there's, That's what they've been eating. This is a recurring theme in the sub episodes that Gillian has just run out of an ingredient they really need. Like, with the dragon scales later on. Like, oh, we've just run out of dragon scales. Like, what are you doing with all this stuff? 
Which confirms dragons exist in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they decide to use a piece of Oon, who happens to be made of Zircon. Um, or Z- Xerxes, or I don't know. <laughs> Zerkamite. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I knew it was a Zerk something. So they get the Gillian magics off a piece of his kind of shoulder plate and uses that and then replaces it with a bit of plastic and Oon's real depressed about this entire thing. This entire episode is slowly dismantle Oon. Yeah, definitely. And no one cares. No one cares at all. They've got this pesticide and they head down to the planet and they roll out in armed force and drill sergeant and basically all the, all the, all the hits. And Jace has got the, like a spray gun attached to arm force loaded up with this fertilizer. And the first shot jams. And he's like, oh, it must be some grit in the solution. And but for no apparent reason, they don't bring out the spray truck that we saw in the previous <laughs> episode. It literally has the job of spraying liquids. Yeah, it, the only time we've seen it, all it did was spray liquid. So it's like perfect for this job. And they're like, it basically has like a fire extinct or fire hose kind of like, Thing like, uh, I think micro machines and matchbox, like the old army truck with the big fire hose on the back, that is basically what it is. That's a theory because I'm pretty sure there was a matchbook, matchbook, matchbox car like that. Maybe they brought that in to encourage kids to bring in other vehicles from other toy lines into play with the Jace toy line. Thank oh, you. That's very meta. Too much yeah. credit to kids. Yeah, they, they, got, they roll out with this pesticide and immediately gets jammed. And Jace is like, oh, it must be some grit in the solution. So he jumps out of arm force. Second review watching this, I noticed that as he gets out of arm force, he stood in front of the front wheel of arm force, which is the same size of Jace in this one shot. They just fucked up the perspectives. Like arm force is a fucking towering, dominating machine. But he gets, so he, he needs to unclog the nozzle of the spray gun. So he uses... Oon's Lance, which is fucking hilarious. It's like the most useful Oon's Lance has actually been like in a practical sense. Apart from when, of co- apart from when, of course, it was a control for the ship. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, but I mean, that again, is just Jace dra- dra- uh, like just stabbing it into things. Basically, yeah. that's the solution. Could grab Fanac item, stick it into small holes. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see what he'd be like with his first girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they, they clear the nozzle off and just before like it before it jammed up it had a little bit of a premature spurge and just shot onto this one plant and once again we get flora leaving the ship when told not to uh, not to any great consequence apart from the ending humor as well you'll come to at the end of the episode but she detects this plant this plant <laughs> <laughs> she detects this plant is in distress uh, because it's got this growth hormone on it, it's kind of growing out of control. So she brings it back into the Pride of the Skies, into Herc's galleon cabin. His historically accurate pirate cabin. Yeah, it's so, all wood panelled and beautiful. Yeah, so his cabin in the Pride of the Skies resembles no other part of the Pride of the Skies. It resembles a classical pirate galleon. Yeah, it's like Davy Jones, like captain's quarters, right? Yeah, it completely. A proper like it'd be more suited to Jack Sparrow than Herc Storm Sailor. <laughs> I think it's nice. I think it's a touch of character development for Herc. Yeah, but it works on the ladies too, you know. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's got to work better than just generic metal ship with shapes on screens. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the ship's pretty hideous, actually. <laughs> yeah, and full of Jace, which you know, instant turn off. 
Sure. Tin to hide the man funk is open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wood absorbs man funk. I'm going to take your word for it. So Flora's got the plant in there and she's washing the stuff off it. And then back outside, as Jace has cleaned this nozzle off, we get the kind of the main crux of the episode show up, which is this spaceship riding tiny little monkey thing called Kleptos. And from what Gillian says, this is like a species rather than a one particular thing. So he's like, I've not seen one of these in years. How many years? 800? Who knows? But this little monkey, it's basically a magpie in, or, you know, what is thought to be magpie in a monkey form on a ship. So it just steals things that it likes to look of. So it steals the plume off Moon's mm. head. Blue Moon. Which they then replace with, like, a weed. Yeah, he's like, oh no. He my- just grabs like a bromeliad and just sticks it in his, <laughs> in his head. It's like, this will do until you get your plume back. <laughs> don't care, don't care. We've already taken your shoulder plate. Is this? Nobody does it. Owen's so sad as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's got a plastic shoulder and a plant head and stuff and nobody listens to his like plaintive cries. Um, but yes, this, like, how, how this thing is a race of or a species of animal. Like, what what happened evolutionarily for a monkey to evolve into building small spaceship that can drill? Well, and also for it for uh, an entire species to have like one defining characteristic so powerful that the species is named for it. Kleptos, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, again, uh, another naming convention I think probably went over the heads of the intended audience because, like, when you were the age to watch Jace, did you know what a kleptomaniac was? Not a clue. No. I mean, my Latin wasn't exactly on point when I was a kid. <laughs> I think that might be Greek. Latin, Greek, it's all bollocks. And- <laughs> it's all just dead languages. <laughs> it's all just dead languages. <laughs> might as well be Greek, fucking Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> fucking some problem. Might as well be fucking Egyptian. Come over here, talking that foreign rubbish. Yeah. Stealing our roots. They could have just called him Robbie the monkey then. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the kids. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is a species that, as far as we can see, has developed some rudimentary form of, of space travel. Maybe even yeah, not rudimentary. Like yeah, he's got a little spaceship and everything. Yeah, spaceship slash drill. And yeah. He can, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very odd it's, it's, form uh, of evolution. It's developed all this technology, but purely to help it steal, which I guess in a way is quite admirable. Yeah, I mean, it, it serves as a plot MacGuffin, if nothing else. So they, they, they unblock the nozzle and ride off and start spraying the monster mines with their spooge and the monster mines attack and obviously the monster mines start the vines at least start growing quite big and we cut to Sorbos looking rather bemused he's like why would the boy do this and spray my vines and make them bigger and he's like okay I, I, I should go and this is where we start to find out a bit more about Jace's kind of plan Like, and it's actually I'll give credit to Jace. Pretty fucking good plan. So earlier when Gillian was making the solution, the fertilizer, and he realized it didn't have the metal, one of the things that was mentioned was if he doesn't have the metal, then the solution is the polar opposite. It is a pesticide. It'll in, impede the growth of the monster mice and call them, cause them to wither. So Jace has a plan to use it on the receptacle. So yeah. as Sorbos so jets, like, by the black light I go before he does that it's like prepare the receptacle I am coming <laughs> Do we ever find we're all familiar with the receptacle 
But, but what's he doing with the, he's to prepare it? What's he doing with the receptacle? So from what I can gather, the receptacle is basically like plant antenna, which is how he actually transports himself from one place to another. Right. Uh, because Jace's plan is once Sorbos is kind of TPing into the planet and the receptacle's there, he shoots the pesticide version of this solution at one of the like pillars of the receptacle. It's I guess it's kind of like a mini stone engine in a way from the, from the game. Yeah, it's like an anti-MacGuffin though, because like the, the receptacle has never been established in 20 odd episodes as a thing yep. that happens. Sorbos just seems to be able to TP in anywhere yeah, and whenever I'm... he wants. And now they're like, no, no, we need to actually grow these. Like they're sort of like vines. So he has to grow these things yeah, like, to like, transport in. Like cuboid vines that basically daisy chain electricity together and form a ring for the Sorbos te- Technodrome to teleport into. And I guarantee you it's not going to up, come up in another episode at all throughout the entirety of the series. It's a one-and-done jobby. We're just... The, the receptacle is implied. <laughs> Much like insects. <laughs> Oh, an implied receptacle. <laughs> I'd say much, much like in masturbation, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, who are you saying is the receptacle? Well, I mean, there's only one person uh, that thinks... Well, <laughs> on this mean, week's episode of Couples <laughs> Counseling with Mira and Mark. <laughs> Thanks for being here for us, Mark. Yeah, thank you for being your therapist. Battle plan A, guys, battle plan A. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Zulu X-Ray, which... Oh, I'll come on to Zulu. I'll come on to fucking Zulu X-Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so Jace shoots this receptacle, um, killer, and as Sawboss is teleporting in, and the result is, like, Sawboss's TV head's got static, but static for Sawboss's TV head is like a black hole swirling around in his head, which is going to be kind of irritating. And he's like, I can't see, I can't, I can't see Duncan. Well, he does so much of his um, kind of kind of admin and logistics via telepathy, doesn't he? By, by a head TV. Big blow to him. Yeah, and he said, like, I didn't clock this the first time round, but the second time I did, he sends Terratank out, like the sergeant out to go and investigate, and the sergeant goes to do the transform thing, like the lightning strikes, and he just disintegrates into nothing. You don't actually see the vehicle form of he just goes, yeah, and it, it looks horribly painful as well, right? <laughs> it's all surrounded in lightning and everything. It, yeah. It yeah. does not look like a pleasant experience. So he doesn't go out and do it, he dies. R.I.P. Terratank. Until next time. Until next time, yeah. Until next time, Gadget. So, yeah. Jace has actually unfurled a really good plan here because now uh, Sawboss is effectively trapped on the planet and the planet is spiraling into an explosion, which will happen imminently. Uh, But as they're running back, because the planet's already starting to shake apart from the gravitational woes, and they run across another we get another Moria bridge because like if if we can't have a canyon or a cliff, we'll have a fucking rock bridge, that's <laughs> for sure. We've got like you can't have a Jace episode without some form of collapsing rocks. He quoted to me. Yeah. And Jace punts it across this bridge with Oon and it collapses. He actually <laughs> So as he goes off to shoot the receptacle, he's like he jumps out of arm force and he's like, Arm force, battle plan B and runs off and arm force just sits there and does nothing <laughs> that's, that's what that's, battle, plan is. Is. battle plan is all he's been programmed to do <laughs> yeah. I don't know like, B B B <laughs> you never mentioned a B maybe B is just hold your position very possible but as he's running back he's like arm force pick me up and he's like okay activating 
at once, like quickly, and does nothing, and then a massive rock falls in front of Arm Force. Like, oh, just can't do anything. It's a really off day for Arm Force. Um, so then the bridge collapses underneath Jace and Oon, and they go plummeting. But Jace has secret belt grappling hook, Batman belt, basically. Yeah. He's got the Batman utility belt. It's another MacGuffin. <laughs> and it just shoots, shoots a, like a, a grappling hook up up to the top of the bridge and then brings him back up again, right? Yeah, well, he so he that stopped him and he catches Oon by his hand and he's like, Oon, climb on my back, piggyback. I'll need both my hands to climb. And as they just start climbing back up, lo and behold, Klektos shows up. And it goes to show how wanton and irresponsible Jace actually is with this route. He's wearing it on his neck like a fucking piece of costume jewelry, like he's some, you know, 1980s Spaniard coming out of the disco scene with big gold chains around his neck. And it was although, a really specific example. Well, like I was experienced. So in my, no, no, in my head, I'm actually thinking of you know that episode of Faulty Towers with the the undercover cop, like the hotel. Like yeah, the hotel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's a reference not many people are going to get. <laughs> As long as you do get it, then it's fine. Anyone with culture and taste will get it, I guess. If you've never seen Vaulty Towers, now's your chance. Yeah. Um, it, it's only mildly very racist. I think there's just a one... Has no, I mean, issue. the constant like Manuel. A few, yeah. Actually, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, don't watch Vaulty Towers. <laughs> no, I mean, it is really good if you can get past the wanton racism. Um, anyway, back to Jace, where it is purely on the level. Kleptos comes down and just snatches the root off Jace's neck and hoons it off with the root. So Jace gets back up and he, he gets back onto the top. He's like, right, Arm Force, come and pick me up. Again, like take two. Arm Force comes, picks him up and he's like, Gillian, Herc, Kleptos sold the root. We need to find him. And we cut, it's probably a little bit further in time. And Gillian, Herc and Jace are all together and they're like, okay, have you found, have anyone seen Kleptos? No, no. And then lo and behold, he flies past and he's like, hey, I've got your route. And then... <laughs> Not just a thief, he taunts them yeah. with the thievery. <laughs> and then his shit, this is where we see his sh- uh, little rocket ship transform into a underground drill. And we get this, like, Gillian goes after him in Drill Sergeant with Jace following in Arm Force. And we get this real comical kind of Looney Tunes thing where the it's like a side on view and we see them drilling under the ground and it gets to a point where they reach the vi- like the, the roots of the vine monster mine vines that they've made grow big and they can't cut through them because they're now too strong but because Kleptos is small he can navigate his way through them and lo and behold wouldn't you know Kleptos's little hideaway hole for all his That's- knickknacks and stuff that he's stolen is Booty. underneath the Technodrome Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so the plan is at this point, like they're not sure exactly where this is. Jace calls Flora on the intercom, intercom, radio, whatever communication device they have. And it's like, Flora, get your ass out here. We need you out the barge now to use as tracking. Basically, go- Flora is Google Maps for the route. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. A, a really elaborate innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> So, Flora comes out, uses her telepathic plantness to try and detect the root, but can't get like a proper, proper fix on it. So, this is where they kind of link Flora up to Drill Sergeant's 
I, I hate to say the word navigation system because it, it's like pine cone shapes. Because we see the navigation systems they're drilling underground, and it looks like it looks like uh, ears of wheat, like a, uh, a yeah, like inverted ears of wheat. Yeah, it's like a very simplistic yeah. version of ears of wheat. I'm like, it's just a, a ping flashing on it. And that's yeah, it. it's just like, how do you navigate by this? But the, the, yeah, yeah, Gillian makes a MacGuffin on the spot, basically, doesn't he? Because he gives he gives uh, Flora a gem that's got some circuit boards in it yeah. that help, like. Just on her power. Yeah, it basically transport trans like it converts her telepathic sense into machine code, I guess, that can be understood by drill sergeant and output on the Navicom. It sounds like Gillian has basically been building a device to get rid of Flora because you know <laughs> integration with the machine is halfway to just replacing the source of the sensor. That's true. That's true. So they head off to try and find the monkey, but she can't quite get. All the way, like, can't quite get to exactly where the monkey, like, where the monkey stashed the root. So they try and set a trap for Kleptos. Yeah. And you know what that needs? What's the bait for the trap? A piece of oom. <laughs> of they course. need another piece of oom to, to, to look yes, Kleptos that's it. out. Something yeah. shiny to. What, to is, what do they break off in this time? Is it another piece of his shoulder? I think it is it's his, his, yeah, shoulder. his entire shoulder, yeah, yeah. entire shoulder plate. Yeah, so they put that down, and they they kind of make this fucking pipe bomb, for want of a better word. Yeah, that's capped off with Oon's shoulder plate, and they place this down for Kletos, who, being an idiot monkey, comes and steals it and sticks it in the back of his rocket ship. And as he's flying back to his, like they're tracing it on the way back to his nest, and kind of a dumb. Like this is kind of a dumb part on theirs. They made the the rocket. They made the pipe bomb thing explode with electricity and shock the monkey. And like he throws it out of the ship before it gets there, which is dumb, right? Like why yeah, did, why did weird. they have to make it a damaging thing? Because hmm. he'd have just left it. He'd have taken it back to his thing, dropped it next to the root, and they could have just followed it. They wouldn't have had to interact with Kleptos at all again. Yeah, yeah. But, so you're you're saying dumb monkey, but this dumb monkey is out with the entire lining lead. Mm. Not the hardest feat. <laughs> and they're all about animal cruelty, basically, yeah. as well as plant <laughs> murder. Yeah. Is the Lightning League the anti Peter? Uh, no, they're probably just Peter. <laughs> Ooh, commentary. Am I wrong, though? True, true. Am I wrong? No, you're not. So they, they, they can't get exact, like, they can't get the exact location. So they, they go to where it is and they end up having like some floor disintegrating because need more rockfall and jace uses the ring which shows him where the root is it makes the root shine a light or it shines a light on where the root is and the root sparkles some mcguffin bullshit basically it beams it up the the beam of light basically acts like that's right it beams it towards jace as well as locating it which Again, why didn't they just do this first? Yeah, but hang on, haven't they decided yeah. at this point, or is that coming next, where they realise they're going to have to let Sawboss go to actually get to the... Oh, no, but yeah, that's that's they've done that first. Sorry, yeah. I've skipped ahead. That's so, in the pipe bomb. The that's pipe yeah, bomb. yeah. That's yeah. chemicals in it that will fix the yes, receptacle. Yes, you're right. So, thing. yeah, because there is, the, there is discussion of, oh, well, we can just leave the route because we're going to destroy Sawboss with the planet exploding. And Jace is like, but there's a, there's a slim chance that he could survive and we can't take that risk if we destroy the route and he gets away. So they go back to basically set Sawboss free and repair the receptacle. And they do. They get the route back. And Sawboss gets his vision back and leaves uh, 
That's true. We haven't actually established the space worthiness of Sorbos's technodrome because it doesn't actually go in space. It's always on a planet. So that's true. Yeah, it did erupt around him or whatever. Well, I mean, maybe he would actually die. Because, I mean, the planet literally explodes. So, I mean, that probably would tear the technodrome apart anyway. Because, I mean, it is like it was Aldrich's lab. So, it can't be, you know, that special. It's just a fucking lab. Thought you can say yeah. it's just it might Aldrich's not even be spaceworthy. Therefore, <laughs> yeah, it's probably. Yeah. I mean, it's probably made by Aldrich. It's probably a fucking plant. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely turned to evil. So that, that's a hallmark of his work. Turning him out of time for for Chase. <laughs> yep. And um, so the yeah the planet does uh, end up exploding as they get away. The plant Flora saved has basically taken over the entirety of Herc's cabin, which is our cutaway comedy bit for the end because Herc's like I'm dog tired I just want to go and sleep for a week and she's like um Herc and then we have the end of the episode but um yay yay and then we come on it's moon magic <laughs> yeah it's my, my favourite episode <laughs> in this series it's just got some of the best moments like not this series this episode uh, moon magic which yeah I've got this magic the gathering this is, <laughs> yeah, it this really is the best is. episode it really is we open up in the Pride of the Skies with Gillian holding court, telling them about the night moon, as opposed to the what fucking moon? Yeah, this this implies the existence of a day moon. Yeah, uh, I've seen a day moon. You've seen. You can see the moon during the day. But well, you want to know the not day, a day moon? moon. <laughs> but this is Why implying would you not call like that a duality. Moon? Like if you have a specific day moon and a specific night moon, as opposed to one moon that is sometimes visible. In Maybe the day. it's the Knight moon because they never actually spell it. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that is pretty true. Maybe it is the... The Night Moon. Yeah, like the Night Rider, like Michael Knight. Like Night Rider. No, yeah. Like Night Rider, yeah. yeah. It was just a rider of knights. <laughs> of the knights. Oh, no, it's, it's, already, it's already, like, you could just take the name Night Rider and make it medieval porn. I'm sure somebody has. But yeah, we open on Gillian holding court, telling him about the Night Moon, which is on effectively the, the gathering planet for mages across the universe. It's the pool from Visionaries, basically, isn't it? It's the recharge area <laughs> yeah. that they have to go to every now and then. Well, in this instance, like when the night moon rises, all the apprentice magicians on wizards, what they do is they all the old wizards lock their power into an orb, which then disseminates the magic to them and the young wizards as well. It like takes it, amplifies it, and creates. It sounds like communism to me. Frankly. Yeah, they all share their magic with this thing, and then it can yeah. be shared with everyone else equally. Sorcery. He'll end in tears. Mm. So it does. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I am correct. So they're heading there so Gillian can take part in this cultist ritual. Because this is a cult. <laughs> this is this is an acid cult. Yeah. Of the sixties. Like they show up on the on the pl- on the planet and we get this cool like pan out of a load of wizards stood around gawping at a moon, being like, oh <laughs> and we see the silhouette of Maleficent in the crowd, who turns out to be like the head wizard who like upon second watching is not a purveyor of magic as much as like a purveyor of child molestation vibes. He's definitely dressed like a villain. He is just a tad bit rapey. Like he he looks like something out of like an old Soviet cartoon from like the sixties <laughs> of just this terrifying bizarre. Yeah, specifically just, like, designed evil. to to horrify children. Yeah, completely. But as they're landing, they they go around. They're, they're seeing all the the young wizards playing. There's one that's playing with like. What looks to be like Cat's Cradle, and then Herc runs over. Is like, is that silver? Real silver? Like he's never. I want to like, say, on second watching of this, the material she's playing with is clearly yellow. Gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's glowing and 
But yeah, Herc's like bowled over by the sight of silver. Like, is silver more precious than gold in this universe? And maybe he's going to take what he can get. You know? Yeah. And he wants to trade it for a knife because he's like, hey, kid, I'll give me your string. I'll give you this knife because I'm a responsible adult. <laughs> and she's like, nope, it's fine. And just turns the string, like the silver, into the knife. She's like, I'm good. And he looks rather, he looks angry and a aghast at the same time he's like uh, uh, well, her right. knife is bigger than his right <laughs> <laughs> we then kind of like cut around and gillian's explaining about the the two child leaders of the like you know i guess the the easiest way to equate them is like valedictorian of the wizard children yeah they seem to be like the whole monitors so, yeah yeah they're sort of like the apprentices aren't they they're ones that are like about to be turned into full well all, all of them are but I, it, the implication i got was that those two the main the main two that get bees they're like head boy and girl yeah kind of they're yeah. like in charge of all the other apprentice wizards yeah they're all mental though all the things <laughs> these little wizards are doing like making sparkles happen and well like they turn, floating around randomly like there's some wizards that are just floating in the crucifix position the entire time yeah. <laughs> that they're just hanging around which actually gave me proper ulysses vibes of just all yes. the suspended guys yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah and there's the one who is a dick to Oon for no reason yeah turns Oon into a like a silver sparkler and he's like got sparkles coming out of his lands. Yeah, there's a constant undercurrent thing about Oon being really defensive about his magic lands throughout this episode. Yeah, but, you know, this wizard is a dick to him. Like, unprovoked, just starts messing Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not stands there and laughs. I'm not denying that. Yeah, it, it, he is very much a dick, but Oon is probably like, defensive about his um, lands throughout the entire episode, which is humorous. Yeah, then we cut to, like, a, a, a ceremony type, like, seance. I don't know. The kids are up on stage and they're like, hey, look at us. Aren't we great? And as as is proclaimed by the female of the two, bees! No! Yeah, ah! yeah you've, you've skipped over Sorbos. Being oh, yeah. Finally, the, the night moon. Yeah, so I did as well. So uh, before all this happens, they cut to Sorbos and Sorbos is like, this is actually quite interesting as well because Sorbos is like, hey, finally, we can. I'm going to take the planet of the wizards and I think it's KO Cruiser or it might be uh Terra Tank is like, but boss, they're all their combined might is always too powerful for us. Which leads me to believe that these fucking wizards could have taken out Sorboss by themselves if they had just fucking got off their thumbs out of their asses and done something about it. Yeah, I yeah, I mean here we we are definitely learning, or we can infer, that Sorboss has been aware of the wizard planet for a while. He's tried to take it over in some form before. And also that Gillian has not been going to the wizard planet every full moon or however often he's supposed to fucking do it. I told you, it's a problem with communism though, really, isn't it? Just <laughs> reduce responsibility of the individual mm. so no one just mans up and does it. Yeah. So Sorboss has fired off drill vines into the night moon and has taken it over and turned it to go red because of the influence of evil. And it's the most metal looking movie. It ever. really is cool. Yeah. It's really like a cool. pulsating red ball with like veins of the vines on it. It's excellent. The artwork in this episode is great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just that description pulsating red ball with veins. <laughs> It's like when you see the inside of an eye. Yes, <laughs> that actually is. Yes, it did very much is. So back to the bit that I was saying with the two kids at the top and the bees. So they're, they're there at the top holding court and just these couple of bees show up and start pestering around them. And it flies off and uh, as they're flying up, you, the saw boss's face just kind of flashes in and the bees are his eyes. 
and it's fucking weird. And then bees shoot their stingers, and he's like, "Ha ha! Now these children are mine." And he's he's mind controlling them via bees. I don't know if, if this just is because he's a plant, he's nature, but he seems to have control over all kinds of things. Like bees. finally, though, Sawboss has a MacGuffin. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he has bees. He's had two, He's had a spider MacGuffin already. That, yes, like, this is true. Yeah. So I've got an argument here, though, because you know there's that fungus that can control wasps like, yes. yeah. and ants, and it lays in their brain, makes them climb up really high. So, like, the bees, maybe he's got some kind of plant-like control. I mean, over. it makes sense. Yeah, It makes sense that, you know, we know that he's got spores of a kind because he uses them to poison, wet, uh, poison the water in the later episode. Yeah. So maybe he's got spores that can control bees. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah, okay. It works. It, it, it's it does. It actually, it does work. It's, yeah, it it's does. incredibly effective. Yeah, so, these kids go apeshit, like black yeah. eyes, and start like zapping everybody. Yep. Well, not straight away. The first night, that like that happens on one night, and then they kind of, they're a bit of a dick to Flora. They steal her marble, which comes into play later. And then they kind of walk off, and Flora's like, they're acting weird. Because Flora always suspects everything. Yeah, and, but she's always right. Oh yeah, I'm not. And denying. nobody listens to her. I'm not denying, but she always suspects. <laughs> and the next night is the night of the big culty ritual thing where the magicians lock all their wizards rather lock all their magic in the orb and gift it, gift portions of it to the new wizards so they can become wizard, 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 adult wizards, adult wizards, or genuine wizards, and. This is where the kids, kind of the two kids, let loose their shit. All the, all the wizards trap, like trap their magic, and then the the two kids kind of throw their arms up in the air and like electric eyes, and they zap all the other wizard children with their eye magic, which immediately makes them mind controlled by Sorbos. So all the all the young wizard children are, are rebelling, and Gillian's like. I don't have my magic. I'm a fucking useless old man. That's all I am now without my magic. <laughs> I love this. Like 800 years of knowledge and experience mean nothing. He's just like, no, I'm too old to deal with this. Yep. Um, I, don't, I don't have magic. I can't MacGuffin, so I'm not going to play. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that is how people deal with setback in the JC universe, isn't it? Your, your first little knockback. You're like, well, I'm out. I'm done. Yep. Yeah, he saw buses out, basically. So what happens is that marble that they stole from Flora in the previous day is used to capture Flora, Herc, Brock, and Jace. They, they get like a white flashing light and they get this cool little animation of them being sucked into the marble. marble. And Gillian turns to Una's like, you're the only one who, you're the only one who can save Jace. You need to go now, run. Don't worry, your magic lance is with you. <laughs> Fucking thanks, mate. <laughs> So Oon legs it off into the distance and to formulate a plan for saving Jace and the others. Meanwhile, Sorbos sends down a rocket ship to basically his plan is to get the orb that contains all the wizards' magic and shoot it into space so they can't get their magic back, thus removing the threat. Sound plan? Yeah, I yeah. mean it's not bad. And then we cut to a bit more of Gillian going, oh, I'm useless, I'm old, I'm useless, I'm old. And then back to, J uh, not, yeah, back to Jason, everyone trapped inside the marble, and this is fucking gold. Herc's like, I bet this is just a, a, an illusion anyway, and tries to punch his way out of the marble. <laughs> a, 
if it was an illusion, why would punching it do anything? <laughs> and B, <laughs> it's just, it's just the most manly. Like I don't know what to do. Punch yeah. It. But and then when, it, when, it, when he hits it and hurts himself, Chase just gives him the best side eye. <laughs> That's what I'm watching yeah. along when yeah. you listen to these episodes. Watch this episode and go to that clip because <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah, it, he's it, so it. smug about it. He's all <laughs> you punched it. You hurt yourself. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> like, if he could have got his hand up, he would have just gone, wanker. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're, they're still trapped in the marble. And Un is like, right, psyching himself up. And he's like, I've got to do this. I've got to save Jace. No one else can save Jace. It's only me. So he starts charging up, like, kind of looking quite astute and brave, actually. He's charging up with his lance hoe. And then he does... It's not clear from the animation whether this is intentional or not, but he does a pole vault. Yep. It's the Lucky Lance's magic power. <laughs> yep, magic pole vault. And what happens is he goes flying through the air. The wizards, the wizard kids see him. They zap him out of the air, but his lance goes flying and happens to land directly on the marble, chipping it and sending it flying. And it smashes and releases Jace and Herc and Flora and Brock. And they immediately start legging it back to the pride of the skies and Gillian gets in and one more go without me I'm useless and old come back for me later do you feel like he's just fishing for compliments at this point like, he just wants to be somewhere like you're not useless Gillian you've got um your hat <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is a hat it's quite a hat <laughs> I assume he programmed Battle Plan A as well so he knows yeah. he could actually mm. tell them what Battle Plan A so they can do it but <laughs> yeah but this is the stuff of fucking nightmares right now, right? The kids, the like brainwashed kids, like shooting lightning everywhere, and they're all doing it in unison as well. It's a super creepy moment while it's, this is happening. It's very um, midwitch cuckoos. It's it's very children in the corn. Yeah. yeah. Yes. When you said like it's fucking nightmare kids, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I see that, kids, yeah. they're fucking nightmare. <laughs> uh, but yes, so the main contingent of the Lightning League, basically Jason Herc go back and get some vehicles and come back out on the attack. Yeah, the, uh, they they start hooning towards the rocket and Jace is like, I, I, I need to stop the rocket. They, they fight off some of the kids and they kind of keep them at bay, whatever the fuck that means. And we do get a, a different command here. We get Command Zebra X-Ray, which from what I could tell, just meant Armed Force and Drill Sergeant driving out of the ship. Yeah. It's like open the hangar doors and drive out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if yeah. You can see why it's a not often used battle plan. It's kind of functionally useless. Yeah, it's not. It's not really a plan, is it? It's it's the first step in a plan. It's it's, it's so far into the alphabet as well. So it implies, <laughs> you know, that's an end kind of thing, a last maybe, resort. Well, maybe they were coming up with lots of battle plans, and they wanted something for every every letter of the alphabet, and or every Greek whatever. Phonetics. Oh, it's phonetics, actually, Zebra X-ray. Do you know what it does imply? And it's the wrong phonetics. It should be Zulu. <laughs> Do you know what it does imply? The That's existence true. of zebras and X-rays in this universe and the, <laughs> the existence <laughs> of the entire phonetic alphabet. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Jesus. I loved that. That's yeah. a deep dive right there. Jesus. We definitely haven't seen any zebras. I, we, no, we saw like some weird camel-type things, but there haven't been many no, like, no zebras. Rideable. Well, I mean, we have yeah. seen regular horses, so yes. zebras is not. That crazy an idea. A zebra is just a funky looking horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be a planes planet somewhere. That's <laughs> yeah, it's totally popular. It's, it's by tattoo- <laughs> I was going to say, no, no, planes is not desert. Yeah, not no, quite. Yeah, we it. haven't seen a planes planet yet. No, not not quite. We've seen mushrooms, lots of mushrooms. Lots um, of canyons own the planes. Oh, know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they, they basically, Jace goes to jump onto this rocket 
Oh no, before that, they get trapped by lava. So they're, they're fighting the kids and the kids surround the vehicle. Like they melt away the ground around the vehicles and they're surrounded by a, basically a lava moat. And their solution is to drill under it. We'll just go under the molten lava. Which, you know, comes from underground. And thus through the molten yeah. lava. <laughs> so they just drive over it, you fuckers. <laughs> uh, but they cut, they drive. This is the other thing that I have a problem with because obviously the rocket that holds this sphere of magic is on top of the big pyramid thing on the planet where they've been holding all their culty ceremonies and they dr- they drill up through that pyramid because they come out on top where the rock is again yeah. no care for cultural, cultural <laughs> history no, like, they wrecked the whole wizard planet thing yeah yeah so they get out and jace is like legs it for the rocket because Sawboss is launching it into space and Gilly's like, don't touch the orb, it'll kill you. And he's like, but I've got to because I'm the protagonist. <laughs> you made him a broady auction man. Gone up to space, touch the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets on the sh- he gets on the rocket and it Sawboss blasts it into space and he starts touching. <laughs> <laughs> so as he touches it, it gets legit. It's just, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> it's like the voice actor was just done at that point. It's like, yeah, he's day, like, he's like covered in lightning, and the animations were like, oh my god. But the voice actor is like, oh, uh. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Direction for that scene. Here's your motivation. You're, You're hanging te- off a giant space sword. in agony. You're being electrocuted. How do you feel? Uh. uh. Uh, good, good enough it'll <laughs> do we want to go for some mirror <laughs> he's shot up into space and as he touches this thing he becomes black and white for the for for the next few scenes and he he's in fucking space right and he gets into space and there's no oxygen in space and he's in space for a while anybody he, he has got the ring of light well he does use, this is where we get our ring usage for this episode he uses the ring of light which Supercharge, like, because he uses the ring of light, the magic from the orb supercharges the ring of light. And this is actually quite a cool effect. So he shoots the ring at the moon and you just get this ripple effect of the moon turning back from red to normal, like all the vines kind of disintegrating off. And I think the implication there is, there is that he could do that with the ring because it's been supercharged by the magic from. Yeah. He's like a conduit for magic. Mm. And maybe that's actually a pretty good analogy of Jace. He's just a conduit for other people's magic. <laughs> he's no agency yeah, of true. his own. You know, and the ring. Yeah, we do say like sometimes the ring just controls itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a random draw for what he gets. He just asks it. He's like, "Come yeah. on, what have you got today?" But it always provides something that is genuinely helpful. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a full size Hadouken or whatever yeah. thing Goku does. You know, um, in a Kamehameha, Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just clears the plant, the moon of everything. Yeah, and. Like, even, you know, whenever he asks the ring to, it always provides, even if it provides in the oddest ways fucking mm. possible. It's like, yeah, I'll help you out, but I'm going to do it in the, the weirdest way I can think of, like turning you into a laser card. <laughs> and we'll never see it again. Unless, like, maybe in the last episode they were going to bring it back and they have got to It's it. actually one of the best uses as well. I it think is. I've seen, like, it's yeah. definitely the most unique, standout, memorable use, I think, so far, anyway. Apart from maybe the uh, demon. Yeah, that's never come up again either, has it? No. Oh, yeah. But basically, the ring kind of cracks the orb and the the magic rains down on everyone and they're all kind of... They all, all the wizards look like they're having little micro-orgasms with the rain magic coming down on them. They're all like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, they're feeling the power, though, yeah. right? <laughs> if you were being infused by that's magic, power. you'd probably feel pretty special too. 
And they use their magic to repel the last of Saw bosses and TPJs back down to uh, Earth from yes, space. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's very true. Her, uh, Gillian TPs Jace back down, and they they fight off the remainder of Saw bosses. Like, why do they walk anywhere on any of these planets if Gillian can just TP people immediately from that far away? Because he's old and lazy. Only needs to do, only does it when he needs to, and they have the vehicles. They drive most places. To be fair, teleportation mm. would probably still be quicker. Yeah, I know, but like their whole thing is the vehicles. Afterwards, we have a little bit of kind of post-action thing with Boone frantically searching for his lance, and he's like, "I don't know where my lance is." And Jason's like, "Ask Herc." He's like, "I'm not talking to him." After rewatching this, Herc did nothing to him. <laughs> I know, I was nothing by at that. all for this entire episode. And then anyway, Herc shows up with the lance. He's like, "Hey, I've got something for you." He's like, "Ah, oh, my lance, but how much magic is left?" And it's like exactly as much as there was before. <laughs> And, <laughs> I did not notice that. That's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that, this is when we get Jace to like Jace turns to her and he's like, "Hey, that's not too bad for a tough guy." <laughs> what? <laughs> like the, it's almost like kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Patronizing. Um, yeah, patronizing. I feel like he's trying to show they're kind of buddy buddy and like, oh, we have banter because we're pals because we're guys. But it, it just sounds like Jace is being a dick. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Anyway. Episode 29, The Cowardly General, or Affair of Honor. What was your title for this? Uh, General Disarray. <laughs> yes, that's brilliant. We open up on this episode with the monster mines hunting the Lightning League and falling off a cliff. I know, I literally laughed at that. Because <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> come on, it's mines. becoming too much of a meme now that whenever I see the monster mines in a cliff, I'm like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, they just go. immediately drive off a cliff <laughs> at the start. But as, as they drive off the cliff, Herc's there in Trailblazer, and Trailblazer rears up like a horse. And then it crushes the shit out of the monster yeah. mines that have fallen down. And then the it fires off, like, it's got, like, this weird blade thing on an arm, and it kind of, like, extends and just pounds one of the monster mines as well. And you get, like, Herc, who's piloting it, going, hey, Trailblazer, you're just what we need. Obviously, Trailblazer. Sails are down. Sails yeah. down. Trailblazer, Trailblazer. <laughs> they tried killing him off to pump sails, and it didn't work. <laughs> He's obviously the flagging part of the toy line. And then inside the... We, we get a bit of Jace fighting, and inside the Pride of the Skies, Flora's watching everything on like a monitor, and she's like, Go, Jace! Go, Jace! You can beat him! Yeah! No! This way, Jace! Like, cheering Jace on, and Gilly's like, Don't... You know, battle is necessary, but we shouldn't enjoy it. And then he's like, Hey, go, Jace! Right, right. <laughs> the so Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She loves a bit of gore and violence. Then, after the battle subsides, they go to talk to the inhabitants of the planet that they're currently in the process of saving, who are kind of like village people gnomes. Yeah, yeah. there's some very short tunics going yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's very, very risque. It's like a camp renaissance fair. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's very, very camp. And it turns out there's more monster mine vines, like quite a big cluster heading towards the planet, and they're going to be there soon. And Gilly, uh, sorry, Jace is like, we need help from the intergalactic commandos. 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 Yeah, hey. Brave lads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the leader of, well, what I assume to be the leader of the, the, the camp gnomes is like, well, we could do, but their leader was beat in a battle with the monster mines and all his men have defected because he's cowardly and he won't go out and fight anymore. And they're like, well, we'll go. Like, Herc's like, hey, no, I was an intergalactic commando. <laughs> He's a brave man. Don't talk In shit. between being a space pirate and a smuggler and, and, yeah. and a slave trader, we think. 
possibly yeah he definitely definitely knows people in the business yeah yeah but no i mean i, I think that ties in with her character he doesn't stick with anything right like as soon as he gets a bit uncomfortable or inconvenient he bails but there's a point later on where they refer to him as like a staff sergeant or something which yeah. is like quite a medium high mm-hmm. rank well, like, as a, it's, in, it, like, it's a, one of the highest non-com mm. officer ro- ranks that you can have because i think after like sergeant staff sergeant whatever you end up into commissioned officers because you end up with, like, yeah blue so ten. either he did yeah. it for years yeah. or everyone around him died and he just got promoted through <laughs> poor leadership yeah, that's possible i mean he could have done it for years and then bailed and then bounced into his other careers because i feel like if you desert or drop out of the army in space the space army you like a smuggler does seem like a natural next step for a disgraced yeah, space soldier. 22 isn't it actually yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, her, the ex-intergalactic commander was like, no, we'll go and find the general commander, whatever his name is, general. And like, we'll, we'll, we'll prove to you that he's not a coward. So they head off to the desert planet, which is where they were, to go and find them. They come across a group of desert-looking nomad-type people. And they're like, hey, do you know where the intergalactic commandos are? And they're like, no, 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 no. So they drive off and they, they head into town. And then one of them like throws off his robe. Doesn't that come a little bit later? Don't I do. They, they, because they find the gentleman oh, yeah, yeah, running yeah. Um, a shop that sells figs and olive oil, and apparently nothing else. Yes, 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 yes. in the roughest spaceport in, yes. the, in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, so they figs and olive oil. Yeah, they head in there, and Herc's like, "Hey, general, I was staff sergeant during the Clone Wars." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, you must be mistaken. You must be mistaken. I just sell figs and olives." Uh, that's what space programs are. Most, yeah, he's just, like, so he blows them off, and that's when they go and find the other intergalactic commandos who since they've disbanded seem to have just been wandering the desert that was like what should we do i don't know let's go walking in the desert for they just found an oasis and they're chilling basically (laughs) and they they go and like hey do you know i'm like no 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 but then one of them who turns out to be the general son throws up he's like i'm i'm a proud intergalactic commando are you not tired and some of them go and follow him and some like fuck off mate not a chance so like this small band of intergalactic commandos go back with Jace to the other planet where the the gnome planet but in the meantime Sorbos has been hatching his evil plot yes. on the green planet yeah so uh, as well uh, as they've left the bazaar Sorbos or one of his troopers has shown up and Sorbos is communicating to the guy through TV, head TV he literally drives through the wall of the shop and just <laughs> blasts straight through it like Kool-Aid guy style it's one of the first buildings I've seen where there was an access, easy access for a vehicle, though. Because to be honest, everywhere else, the the, the monster mines were able to just drive indoors and that's things. That's actually a realistic shot, but <laughs> fuck it. It just makes a door. And Sawboss is like, General Ujimuflik, you have... I've left you alive because you are not a threat. And I want to be repaid for that kindness now. He basically says, like, you are going to lead Jace into a trap for me. And at first, the general's like, no, no, I won't do that. I may be a coward, but I have honor. But Sawboss is like, ah, no, I'll let you win a battle against my troops so your men will respect you again and you won't have to live in selling figs and olives. And he's like, oh, no, woe is me. I'll do it. I feel really bad for this guy. Like, clearly he has really severe PTSD. He's got PTSD, yeah. And he's being like blackmailed and negged by Sawboss. And then blackmailed and negged by Jace. Or at least negged by Jace. So they go back to the, the, the green planet. This is the green planet, yes. Yes. This is what that's what I'm saying. The other part of Sawboss's plan is to use his spores, like you mentioned yes. earlier, to poison the water yeah. uh, that causes the inhabitants of Green Planet to become weakened, basically. Yeah, so they're back on Green Planet and Jace is kind of outlying a plan 
and he starts drawing out his plan in the sand and his plan in- involves I like to think he's just writing a giant A on the ground <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about this plan that I've got guys it's called the, it's called battle plan A everyone's just like going, going, like, oh yeah this looks like it would always work what he actually draws on the ground is a cross and a circle and then he's like and then it cuts away he's like if you start building pits here and you do this here and I'm like you're playing tic-tac-toe you cheeky fuck <laughs> So is this not confirmed though that like a lot of communication in this world is done by shapes? Yeah, maybe That's the entire true. maybe the entire world is like actually literate and they have worked around it by creating some icono- iconographic fire- form mm. of language. I mean, that technically makes them literate. <laughs> Understand a, a universal understanding of shapes. It's sort of beautiful in a way. A different size <laughs> circle means a different sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. So they have this plan, and while he's explaining this plan, the main leader. Campinovum guy is like he 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 falls down ill, but in falling down ill, he looks like he's just mildly perturbed. And then we get another. He's like, uh, 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 and he just falls to the ground. I'm like that's the third one today. And this is uh, a result of the spores that Sorbos has seeded into the water. And just as this happens, and they're kind of like fretting about their situation, the Admiral General dudes flagship shows up because his son's like that's my dad's flagship Herc's like hey I knew he was a brave man and he sends out a communique like oh my 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 men repaired the ship they couldn't wait for me to lead me but lead them back into battle and he lands and he starts talking to Jason he's like so I I hear your dad's injured in a fort near here and they're all like the fuck I, I have a question about this I like so Sorbos mentions that part of this plan is that he's got a, a scrap of clothing from Audric that he's going to use in the fort to trigger the route so it, it looks more legit for Jace. Interestingly, I thought this was a cool callback because I think if you're paying attention, this is the scrap of clothing from the Deadly Reunion episode where at the beginning they have Sorbos has Audric cornered and they pin him up against the wall and he gets away but it leaves like a tuft of hair and a bit of clothing behind. Now they've already used the hair to clone him so they're using the cloth now so I thought that was a cool Mm. callback but I feel like there's a logic hole here because in previous episodes when they've got within like they're in the outer atmosphere of a planet where there is something from Audric the route has sensed, sensed there's something on the planet and they've had they're like a 30 minute drive away and they've had no inkling at all so I don't know. Yeah, but Jace is so desperate for his dad. Like, he's going to believe it. Yeah. Against, I, against but, all logic. And the root, the root and Flora, both of their ability to sense things isn't great. No, <laughs> yeah. it, it's definitely hit and miss. So the general's like, I'll take you to the... It's like an abandoned fort that was their outpost when they were better on this planet. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you there. No problem. And his son's like, I want to come too. So the general's in spike strike. Jace is in armed force. And arm, uh, Jace gives quick draw to the general's son and they set off to go and do yeah, that. Yeah, he sort of barks at his son not to come with him mm, yeah, yeah, before yeah. and he commits him. I think Flora gets a bit triggered and she's like, mm, something's going on. Yeah, trust the yeah, she does tell Jace not to do it. And, and Jace, Jace is like, like, yeah, she says, she says, <laughs> Jace is like, whatever, I'm going. Yeah. No, actually, Jace, <laughs> no, he's, he's like, yeah, I know he's sus, but I'm doing it anyway. Well, no, it, Which is almost worse. The, no, the, the, the conversation actually goes like, Flora's like, be careful with him. He's scared and confused. And Jason's like, I can tell that. Don't worry. I'll keep an eye on him. And they they head off. And meanwhile, Florence Lawrence. Florence Nightingale. Uh has set up a field hospital and is treating all the uh the injured camp people. Injured? 
it's a in, camp. A camp. in a camp. Ironically, in a camp. Yeah. They're literally in a field. Sort of camp yeah. People who've swooned. <laughs> yes, they have. They've swooned most. And he gives one of them like this thing to drink, and Flora's like, "Is that a cure?" He's like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong <laughs> what, with I'm them." What am I, a magician who can make magicians <laughs> out of anything? <laughs> so he drinks this, and immediately he's like, "Water, water!" It's like, "What did you do, you sadistic bastard?" Was that a hot sauce? He's <laughs> just like chug, chug, chug. You know, sweat it out. You'll feel no, better. It's really like carbonated water. You know, it's never refreshing. <laughs> it always makes you dry. That's all you can get in the Netherlands. Like, it's really hard to get still water oh, in bottles. It's carbonated it. water everywhere. I've got used to it now, but yeah, it's a pain in the dick. I mean, you're supposed to drink it with your mouth. This is what you're going home. Don't recognize that one. Anyway, cat in the garden. Always next time. Not an alien. No. Um. So as he says to go and get water, Flora is like, I'll go and get it. And she runs off to the stream and these lily pads float past and she's like, hey, lilies, do you mind if I take some of your gorgeous crystal water? And they start spinning like, no, Freaking fucking out. no, don't <laughs> fucking do it. She's like, what? Something in the water? She's like Lassie. No, plants are like Lassie. Oh, yeah. Plants are like yeah, Lassie, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it's that, like, oh, Timmy's down the well. <laughs> So she runs back to Gillian and is like, oh, there's something in the water. And that's how he basically makes the cure. We don't really need to dwell on that too much. It's not that interesting. Really selling the episode. <laughs> well, he just really glossed over, isn't it? By the time you come yeah. back to them again, they're just like, hurrah, we're fixed. And there's nothing. That's how medicine works. Yeah, that that, that is pretty much it. So we cut back to Jace and the general and his son. And they're driving along and all of a sudden... Jay, the general sounds like monster minds to the right and the general just immediately breaks down he's like no oh my god yeah pure PTSD panic attack right yeah. he's anxiety as fuck it's fucking hilarious he's like I can't face like, he never says the monster minds he's always them I can't face them they'll destroy me well, I mean he's a deeply psychologically damaged man like, yeah no I'm not denying <laughs> I'm not denying that at all but yeah it's it just it's really funny that he's so scarred that he can't even say the name I think um, it's interesting because we've seen the monster minds be taken out by, you know, horses and small rocks. Um, uh, but but race. <laughs> just they're losing the foot Vases yeah. general can't take them down. Yeah. So maybe he was shit. Fucking bodgies. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe he genuinely was shit. Yeah. Uh, Jace and the son start attacking monster minds and he's just having a proper freak out. So Jace is like, spike trike, override manual control, battle plan B. And the, the thing just starts, spike trike just starts attacking and the the general's just losing his shit because he's being forced into a battle that he has no control over which as a testament to how shit the commandos are as well his son actually manages to lose a fight with a with a monster yeah like it <laughs> in one of the lightning league vehicles it actually takes his wheel off yeah they're, they're basically doing that typical like bashing into each other as they're driving along and it knocks the wheel off and then he kind of spins out and he's like he's still shooting and then they just come over and knock him upside down he's like oh, oh. he's like a we forgot to mention this but Darren the general's son is basically like a shit Jace clone <laughs> yeah. like the animation style and everything he's just got black hair instead yeah. of regular and regular instead of Jace's weird white and red hair and the weirdest robotic voice acting ever because when he's yeah. first like Let's go fight the monster minds. It's like <laughs> pasted in the like. It's like someone took clips of uh, other voice actors doing lots of disparate things and just pasted it together, and it just sounds all disjointed and not right. It's it's really poor voice acting for this character. Anyway, Spike Trike under the control of Battle Plan B with the general inside rescues his son, 
And the son's like, oh, dad, you saved me. And he's like, did I? Um, uh, yeah, why not? Let's say I did. <laughs> yeah, it, who knows? Meanwhile, is gaslighting a good thing if it's positive? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus is like, you, you did it. You, yeah, you really you did, did do it. Yeah, yeah. Just you, definitely just you. I, get, yeah. I, I, I can see why there's like a, you know, no, he, he, you've put him through hell, but give him some positive reinforcement on the back end of it. Yeah, maybe? it's like exposure therapy and then like a, a nice few compliments. And then he gives him ooh, and who's all like, hurrah, aren't we great? And the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So we find out that there's 11 hours till Vine o'clock, which is when the vines are going to hit the green planet. And meanwhile, okay, I'm just, my note here, Jets, SNN, Montreal, millions. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like what happened. I, I'm sorry. I must have had a stroke while writing my <laughs> notes for this. <laughs> or a hangover. <laughs> well, yeah, that there's that. Likely. Same difference. Um, it's something to do with they get to, they get to the, um, the base uh, where the dying. Is, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just read my note. This one note which says "desert saved LL with salad." Sure, fine. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Mo. Sorry. Yeah, so they, they're going to the place where Audrey's clothing is held into yeah. this kind of temple area, and as they're driving close to it, the general finally has the change of heart, and it's like, "No, don't go in. It's a trap. I betrayed you, basically." And they don't drive into the trap, but so the monster might have to come out to them. And they go full battle, and the commander, uh, the general, brings in his troops as well. So they actually come in and yes. have a pitched battle with the monster mines, which is pretty impressive. Like during it, at some point, honor even uh, honor, Un shouts for honor and courage. Yeah, and then it immediately cuts to one of the vehicles of this army, like face stomping a down <laughs> monster mine vehicle that's laying on its side. That's got like a real look of panic on its face. <laughs> what was interesting is that the intergalactic commandos' vehicles were all basically mini battle bases, just cuboid things driving yes. along. It looked just like Arctic Explorer trucks, like a snow yeah. Cat. <laughs> You yeah, know, definitely. Like if you've ever been skiing or anything, they look like the cats that do the, the piece. What we didn't mention earlier was the whole thing of Herc, Herc's medal that he got when he was part of the Intergalactic Commandos. Yeah, I like, really liked this because he, he, yeah, he kept when, hold of this medal throughout all these career changes. Um, and at one point, he's like, oh, I'm going to melt it down or whatever. And then, so after the battle, they get back to uh, the... And Herc's like, where's my medal? Where's my medal? Because he's actually, you know, he cares about this. And there's a little... There is like some proper honor in the man somewhere and he's like i've lost my medal oh no woe is me and flora comes out and she's awarded it to the plant that they use to make the medicine for the sick people to counteract sore bosses spores and that's that's your laughter thing at the end no <laughs> ring though no you don't need a ring when you've got intergalactic commandos <laughs> commandos, you know commandos. That, who doesn't get enough credit but plants don't get enough credit <laughs> like you never you never hear that like Whatever it is, I can't remember. There's a particular tree makes aspirin. Willow, willow, willow. Yeah, willow bark, exactly. So yeah. like, you never, you never get that. Like, okay, what, man, what actual the plant, like, that, plants. the plant that gives, uh, that produces quinine. It not only makes tonic water, but is anti-malaria as well. And then there's yeah, the like oxygen production bushes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you never, you never hear hear about that connection. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, like, hell, come on, weed, it, like, the medicinal yeah, benefits CBD. of weed. It's, like, yeah. it's weirdly the only one that's given cred for what it, yeah. it does. After years of being slammed erroneously. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah there, there are a lot of, like, you know, IRL, so there are a lot of really good 
plans, you know? I mean, like for years... I mean, they're all really good. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as a bad plan. I don't know. I don't know. Like nettles? You, you can make nettles. Nettles. Even de- like nettle tea and things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like an old cure for like upset stomachs and things. Um, like I'm it. trying to think... There's always there some a, kind of use for them. There, I'm trying to think if there is a genuinely bad plan. There is. It's called uh, the... De- is it death? Oh, is that the one that really stinks? The corpse plant. Yeah, there's a yeah. heart-shaped plant in in Australia that has these little spines in them. This is a total tangent, but basically they go into your skin and they basically pierce the level down to your nerves and open them up to air. So the only way to stop it from being hurt is to constantly apply Vaseline to close the pores that they create or have the skin removed and new skin grafted on. That's pretty horrific. Oh, that's fucking... Another reason not to go to Australia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're actually everywhere. They grow... Because they grow like nettles. They're basically like Australian nettles. Super nettles. (laughs) So wherever there's a tree fall, they just fill the patch where the tree was. Jesus Christ. The real life monster mind. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I never knew about those. Oh, I know. I thought you meant the, uh, the, the corpse flower. You know, the one that blooms every... 10 years and reeks or whatever it is. No, I mean, uh, I was thinking more mundane, like, you know, poison ivy. Yeah, like there's great, no benefit to poison ivy, really, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you say that, but then obviously, like the research into why it does its poison thing probably yeah. has yeah. helped someone with anaphylactic shock or something like that. Yeah. Very probable. I mean, like it was, I was going to say, is you know, for years and years and years before modern medicine, like Chinese herbal medicine is still very much a lauded thing in certain yeah. cultures and things. Well, you know, there's a lot of these medicines worked yeah that's the point right so, so interesting yeah. sidebar on the whole herbal medicine so when i was working for my previous company before moving to the netherlands the head of engineering uh mahmoud he obviously indian gentleman uh he i was i had problems with my back and do you remember mm-hmm. he gave me he gave me these tablets that were made from a plant which is basically poison like I, I asked my doctor, should I take them? She's like, no, it's poison. <laughs> and he's like, no, take some of these. You'll be really ill for like a week, but then you, you'll feel great and your back will be better. And I'm like, I'll pass. <laughs> so like, I, I'm like, my back's bad, but he's like, yeah, you'll be guts or like throwing up and like sweats and just, it'll be horrible for like a week, basically because you're poisoning yourself, but afterwards you'll feel great. I'm like, you feel great after recovering from illness anyway it's that artificial yeah, you're high feel great in comparison to how yeah. shit you felt when you were poisoned so you're not going to worry about your back anymore and we come on to the final episode of this episode <laughs> it, it always feels weird to say but it's the right thing yeah. to say mm-hmm. yeah which is talking of <laughs> the perfect name for that australian plant doom flowers <laughs> doom flowers jesus i yeah. got this one back to your roots uh, like which that. will become clear as we go mm-hmm. open up here with Herc has a cold and he's badgering Gillian to make him a magic spell to cure colds. And this is where we get Gillian like, no, I've run out of dragon scale, so I can't. Which implies dragons are fucking real in this universe. And that their scales have multiple uses. Yeah. I mean, like, in mythics, dragon parts are always used for various things, aren't they? Yeah, but I feel like the implication is usually that they're hard to get hold of. Like, if you so I guess you can either look at it as like, okay, Gillian's run out, so we didn't have many to begin with, therefore dragons are rare, or Gillian's using dragon scales often enough. To to, the, he's using them to get battery, battery farm dragons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting high off dragon scale fumes, isn't he? Mm-hmm. The effective, like, hoffing glue in there. Because universe. he's always just run out of whatever it is they need, but, yeah. which makes me think maybe he's just lying. Yeah, it's like, I never had it to begin with, but I'm going to pretend that I had it so I look <laughs> better than I am. <laughs> Anyway, the ship runs into slave traders 
they, and it turns out like they've been going back and forth through uh, a certain sector, like lots of them. And Herc's like, hey, m- maybe we can find out because they're going to monster mine territory. And Herc's like, maybe we can find out what's going on. I know some people in the slave trade business. Yeah, they're all very casual about this, aren't they? Yeah. Like, Jace is yeah, watching they've the- just let it go. They've yeah. been watching this Jace slave is watching trade the happen. convoy out the window of the Pride of the Sky. Like, like, hey, there goes some more slave traders here today. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I guess. So they go over to meet. It's only now that dawning on me that everyone in this cartoon is white. <laughs> basically yeah. and in all the episodes we've seen all of them but yeah that's very true oh yeah this is Gillian explains that the nebula where all the slaves being carted to for the monster mines um, has a pathway to an alter, alternate universe oh my god the nebula is the black nebula black nebula as well. mm-hmm. oh my god honestly what it, it's yeah assigning moral value to colours yep exactly the good old white lightning league. nominative discrimination <laughs> or whatever it is yeah uh, anyway, they go over to speak to these slave traders, and I assume they've just gone over to one of their ships. Well, it looks like they're in some like cantina bar. Is it Coruscant, Coruscant, or something Coruscant. like where Landau? Yeah, Coruscant. In, yeah, it definitely. There, yeah, like, it definitely gives the impression of being. Planet. Yeah, yeah, of being like a some kind of fancy bar or restaurant or something or nightclub. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and they sat around talking to this slave trader who is a wolf with an eye patch. Fantastic, and. He kind of drops hints that Audric's in the sl- in with the slaves, and he's actually the leader of a slave rebellion. Because I mean, he must have been there a while. Nothing right? else to do. Yeah, yeah. What else has he got to do? Really? That's that's his, you know. But anyway, yeah, impl- implies they're like increasing their slave intake to work on some crazy project. The yeah, mind yeah. Is, yeah. And the the general thought <laughs> is like, let's go there then. <laughs> yeah, immediately. The general thought is that Aldrich's been captured, but Sawboss doesn't realize that Aldrich's been captured because they've just got so many slaves. So they're many slaves. lousy with slaves. Slaves out in the wazoo but it's they're not, more slaves than a confederate landowner it's not that yeah, Jace doesn't seem really interested in doing anything about it until he finds out that Aldrich might be there and then he's like action immediately. yeah yeah it's like normal slavery nah I'm down with that <laughs> but my dad's there oh we're gonna fuck some shit up mm-hmm. so they go to head off to the nebula and Gillian <laughs> Gillian disguises armed force as a forklift truck so Jace can slip in with the slaves because the slaves. Are not just- that he's not already decorated like a crane, <laughs> like just make it a forklift instead. Yeah. Oh, and I think it is it. Gil- I can't remember if it's Gillian or the Wolfman. That's like the legend is that this nebula like holds it's uh, space warp to a, another universe. Yeah, basically. it's Gillian that mentions about yeah. the Black Nebula holding a path to an alternate universe. So they set off for the Black Nebula and they dis- they're basically going to sneak Jace in as a. a slave. Oh, they disguise Jace. Yeah, too? yes, Jace the worst disguise ever. <laughs> <laughs> they just palette swap Jace. They make his... And again, the animators don't get the n- message because there's a line in there at some point where they say like, oh, I wondered what... Gillian says, I wonder what co- I wondered what colour your hair came out as. And it hasn't changed at all. No, it's a slightly lighter shade. Yeah, That's it. It's, it's just vibrant. a bit yeah. brighter. And all the, the only other thing that happens is his shirt goes from grey to blue. And Oon is turned into a rumba. Yeah, they turn him into a vacuum cleaner by wrapping him in some tubing and getting to hold a vacuum cleaner. And like, there you go, you're a service droid. <laughs> oh, and just like referencing what we were talking about earlier, Jace is still wearing the fucking, fucking medallion yeah. outside of this clothing that he's been disguised in. That is his clothing, but yeah. It's like just to oh. make it more and more obvious. So Jace penetrates the slave encampment and oh, hey. he slips in fine. That was all very too innuendo. We can mm-hmm. use the word penetrate. <laughs> this is what it's, it's not my dad wrote you, a porno. Yeah. <laughs> this is the podcast that I signed up it's for. It's the fact that you said Jace penetrates and then paused. 
<laughs> I like that because Jace basically sneaks in on a different slaver's ship. Like I think they negotiate mm. the thing. But meanwhile, the pride of the skies basically plays peekaboo with the black nebula yeah. from behind a planet. <laughs> it's like shown an over the shoulder of the space barge, just leaning slightly over <laughs> around a planet. It's excellent. Yep. And we also get a little bit of uh, Terra Tank reporting to Sorbos saying, "Oh, you know, the black nebula or the Doom Flower would be ready." sooner but it's going to take like 48 hours because this lousy slave rebellion that we keep having to deal with i know i love it it's like ah oh, slave unrest is yeah. the worst isn't it yeah. <laughs> so, so boss is like i've got a schedule damn it yeah. what are you doing why can't these just be happy and so as jace gets into the slave encampment the root starts reacting to something from audric we get a bad note taking holographic field clinch of fingers Gillian yeah so um, <laughs> I'm the, glad you can make sense of the, the guys in the Black Nebula the Monster Mines send out some ships um, because they get something on their senses and Gillian disguises the space barge the Pride of the Skies as like a wreck oh yeah as, yeah, yeah. as the as the ship from the, the station fly by basically yeah that's it it's not clinch of fingers it's click of fingers because he just yes. does it go click and it just turns into but yeah jace, jace gets into this room that's full of like red monster vines and the root starts reacting to like this hidden cabinet and he opens it up and it's the other half of the fucking root he has he <laughs> his hands. hands on the root i was like what is happening he's actually <laughs> smush them the together smush them together like <laughs> yeah, i don't know what's it's... happening like why why is he so, hesitating we were talking he just about it and it wiggles like a worm yeah. it's alive or something like, we were talking about this earlier when we were re-watching and we kind of use this as the final argument that jay should not be wearing the ring around his neck the ring, the the, the, root. the root, because it obviously implies that it's not as simple as just mashing them together. Because you just do it then and there, right? There's yeah. obviously some science that needs to go in. You've got to splice things, like yeah. this plants, right? So You've got to splice plants there together. is no benefit for him to continually have the root around his neck. It makes more sense for him to keep it in that fucking protective yes, cylinder in the, in the moon the, magic, the episode. Moon magic episode, because yeah. he can't have it on him in that because it. It react to the night moon's magic, so he yeah. Has it. But then you know what will happen? He'll he'll like get slightly delayed, and Herc will be like, "No, it's too late for him," and he'll just fly <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's, let's leave him. He's gonna die anyway. We yeah, we don't. Need, we've, we've got, got the, room. the roots yeah. like on a safe on a ship flying away. <laughs> there are better places than a necklace, though. I would yeah. definitely agree with. I mean, this. like, like get on a, a bum bag and yeah. wear it shirt or something. <laughs> oh, like you know, those travel wallets you get, like like oh, you know, like you know, the wallets that you can chain to your jeans. Just chain yeah, it. Or the ones that are just inside a belt you know yeah. so you in fact like, a belt buckle would be a better option because that's less yeah. likely to no, be no, that's already got the grappling oh uh, so. yeah yeah sorry belt buckles not enough space yeah <laughs> <laughs> so jace is in got this route but uh, and he's like oh my god it's my father's route he gets mugged by a couple of slaves from behind who are like it's a monster mind spy we better dispose of him so they, they take him to an airlock and they throw him in there to dust him but they can't just do it instantly they have to set it on a three minute timer classic they they throw him in there and they see arm force kind of like hidden behind a broken wall and they go off to investigate and like oh this isn't just a forklift truck this is way too high tech meanwhile Oon's like smashing his lance against the panel for the airlock door because he can't reach up to open it and they turn around and they like before he does that they turn around and see him and they're like uh oh it's just a service droid whatever because disguise 101 works perfectly uh, but yeah he's trying to bash it open and then he's like jace jace like oh my master jace and they're like jace jace Jace? Oh. Audric's son, Jace? Because <laughs> there's only one Jace in this universe. 
Like Aldrich is actually travelling around showing people pictures of his son. Don't because he's tell like, him if you see this me. guy, don't tell him I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Tell him I left a few days ago. <laughs> I love the idea that like a lot of these places Jace has been, Aldrich's just in a closet somewhere the entire time. We're like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's told no, no, the no, no, no. to say he went somewhere else, but actually he's there somewhere <laughs> hiding. <laughs> So it's like nope, nope, nope. Like all want and destruction with this, the monster mines going around. He's just like nope, 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 nope. He'll go soon. Anyway, yeah, they 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 realize their error and they rescue Jace from the airlock. But it turns out that when they thought the route had been discovered by um what they thought was a monster mine spy, they immediately sent it on to Audric and told Audric to GTFO. So they get Jace on on route to where Audric was on his ship because they managed to steal one ship on one ship alone, and he gets there just as it's pulling out from the airlock and he's like so (laughs) close literally like meters away this is the closest we've been it's almost exactly halfway through the series right and we're getting there and you can just picture Audric sat on that ship going oh thank fuck that was close (laughs) (laughs) bye son (laughs) I'll see you soon Ish, I guess. Kind of. yeah. Increased thrusters. <laughs> fucking go. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have to turn it around. It's completely out of my control. And the the slave's like, no, no, we only have the one ship. Honest, mate. Sorry, man. Like, oh, what can I say? We're fresh out of ships. Yeah, I think at this point, Sorbos knows that um, the vehicle was disguised and that they're on the ship. Yes. So monster mines are released. Yes. Um, yeah, we get some. We get we get a little bit of action. Uh, we also find out a bit more about the Doom Flower alternate universe. So it's going to take the monster minds to an alternate universe that has way more suns. Yes, it's more suns. It's more nutrients. The plan is they'll go there and then come back. Get both. It's basically they're going on like a, a what, what, what like a. a Game like a, a yoga w- retreat? No, not a yoga retreat. More like a bro, <laughs> bro CrossFit retreat. retreat. Like a training camp <laughs> yeah. for MMA or something. Yeah, also yeah. a training camp. But like, it's like, just... like the universe doesn't have enough suns. In <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm sorry. Like, but also, like, what is the implication that there's just a whole bunch of suns together? That can't be stable. But no, you can't grow plants without ground anyway. So suns, oh, you need plants. One's, one's got to... Sorry, go on. If this alternate universe is so great, why wouldn't they just stay there? Why That's are they exactly coming back? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, like, if you if you can have a whole other alternate universe without a Jason and Audric yeah. fucking everything up, just I go mean, this, there. I this, mean, this is always brings up the fundamental questions for life, really, that I, maybe I'm just lazy, but, like, why would you want to conquer everything and be in charge of it's the universe of It's a galaxy? lot of admin, right? Imagine yeah. the admin. I mean, I already yeah. deal with enough spreadsheets and what to do with less. <laughs> yeah, like, like, surely one planet is enough, and he's got fucking several at this point. Like, what, what potential gain is there from taking more of these planets, really? Yeah, and he's quite a lonely figure, sort of. Us. He cuts, like, because, you know, he has his main commanders of the yeah. troops that can talk to him, but they're very much, like, not his friends that he can hang out with. Yeah. He doesn't have a significant other. Flora's not quite old enough yet. And, like, everything else is just clones that he sends to their reckless doom. Yeah, yeah. so... so you know, I, love the, I love the yet. In the floor is not quite old enough yet. <laughs> it's just implied it will Frankenstein's bride. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Sorbos is, you know, he's seeking something to fill the hole in his heart and he's hoping it's Theoretically, more sons. Yeah. Yeah. And they're about the same age. Yeah. So, hang on. Just, why, is, why is Sorbos an, a, a, like a buff adult and Flora is still a child? Because what? he got the radiation, right? Yeah. He got, he got black light. Radiation roids. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, the, in the ensuing battles with the monster mines, Jace dusts a few of them in the airlock and they just kind of float out and look sad in space. It's quite humorous. And then... Yeah, I think the armed force grabs onto something, doesn't it? With yeah. With crane arm and, it, and they open the door. And they get... 
out the out into space and they just look sad. They're just floating <laughs> like around really going, Oh, oh we fucked up. Oh. <laughs> um like do you think there's just like monster mines that have kind of been separated from the colony long enough and they're just kind of like by themselves kicking around on a pie going, I don't know, have you heard from Boss in a while? No, no. I've not seen anyone for ages, just like some abandoned planet somewhere. Probably. I wonder what the range of, yeah, sort of yeah. this mental telepathy control thing is. I yeah. wonder if the satellites act as repeaters. Yeah, probably. Mm. That's probably why it doesn't just expand. Because yeah. I mentioned this in a previous episode, why it doesn't just shoot a bunch of vine rockets out to every known planet at the same time. Well, but I mean, the mental just, strain maybe is too much. Maybe, yeah, and also just the 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 clusterfuck of adminning like the war a war on that many fronts. It's like fucking Germany couldn't even manage two fronts. Yeah, I, I think also he's a very forward-looking guy, right? He never as soon as something goes wrong, he just moves on to the next. Yeah, whatever it is, he's he's not like, a guy implying for... that there are plenty of other suns in this <laughs> universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not enough. Anyway, it turns out that Audrix created this kind of hybrid monster mind group that is like. It magnetizes metal on touch. I just want to say, Audric creates a universe-wide problem with mutant plants and decides to solve it with more mutant plants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he does it in the most dangerous of places, like Radiation Core Sword Boss, and he does this next to a fucking nebula <laughs> yeah. that has a gateway to another universe. <laughs> like, that's the safest place to do more vine science. And I mean, like, it, it seems to be all he knows. It's like, well, I, I have a problem. I'll fix it with vines. <laughs> that's it. That's kind of his his go to. This, is a, this is a job for mutant plants. So yes, th- these red vines that Jason countered at the beginning—that's what these the, these kind of hybrid monster mine vines uh, that will attack the monster mines and basically attack anything. It turns out everything they touch this metal become uh, immediately magnetized, and the, the idea is that they'll magnetize all the monster mines together and gum up all their work so they can't do anything effectively and take out the doom flower and stop them escaping to a, another universe. They need to get the vines powered up, though. They're, they're kind of weak and feeble, so they decide to like, overload the station and feed it into the into the vines. And and, and they're not sentient. Yeah, these yeah, vines aren't sentient. So they're going like to use flora. They're going to use flora plant empathy to control the vines. So they go through all the um, like. Fl- oh, yeah, we get that scene where flora is like interacting with the vines, and it's. Fucking rapey. Yeah. This it's, is some like waifu stuff where she's like stroking the vines. Like and they're coiled okay. around and yeah. she's like, oh, I love you. Yeah. I love you. It's like, <laughs> all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Someone someone went too far with this one. Get a random cutaway here to just kill you. I love the this. They, they say something Gillian about like putting on some fucking bitching no, shit. Even before that, there's a, there's a first one where they're like, oh, and Gillian will do X. And it cuts to Gillian just staring like dead eyed, a monitor and pressing buttons. No, he just presses one button. And then He's it cuts back to Jace and everyone else. And then, yeah, they get ready to, they get ready to like amp up the station output and they cut back to Gillian. Yeah. And he puts on, you say bitching, I say blind man shades. <laughs> no, they're like 80s, they're like 80s shape, but they are blind man shades, yeah. basically. <laughs> They're like the most bitching safety goggles of all time. Yeah. It presses the button to release the power from the Pride of the Skies, and it basically just falls out of the <laughs> cargo bay like sand <laughs> yeah. onto the station, and that makes the overload happen, right? Yep. And then we get the vines go out of control. Flora can't control them at all, and they just start running rampant across the entire station. Uh, so we get some Lightning League vehicle action as they're trying to escape. Also, some skid gun action, which actually is featured quite. We've not mentioned it, but features quite prom- quite a lot throughout the entire episodes. We get some. We get a lot of skid gun. But they get armed they, force. 
Yeah, so this is like, as they're trying to get away, that Jace has to abandon Arm Force because it gets magnetized and stops working. And if only there'd been some way they could have guessed that Audric's Vine invention would have mm. backfired horribly. On second watching, so I look at my notes and I, I think I understand what this is now. Because on, on first watching, my note just says, Pride flies into sun. Because that's what it looks like. It's the pride just flying into a sun. But on second watching, I realize what it is doing is flying into the airlock of the station, but the station is glowing bright because it's been overloaded. So that's what it's supposed to be. But it just oh, looks like the, yeah, yeah. It just looks like the pride flying into a sun. Yeah, that's why. No, I think oh, well, that maybe... revelation was well worth uh, <laughs> losing four hours worth of recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought watching it the second time over first I thought it was it looked as if they were going through the doom flower the portal into the other dimension but you just yeah what you've said makes much more yeah sense. yeah yeah it twig so everyone escapes into the pride on sky sky truck spike truck spike truck they yeah. do this they do <laughs> the bus from speed truck. where they they clear a jump that they literally just could not jump yeah. because there's no actual ramp it yeah. goes from a flat to a flat <laughs> on an equal plane and makes it yeah which in real life will just be down <laughs> anyway yeah they get onto they get onto the bar, uh, to the pride and the vines just co- totally over on the doom flower station and of course saw boss G- yeah, GTFOs. He's just like, I'm I'm fucking out. Fucking slave rebellion, fucking vines that I can't control. Like t- to him, those those hybrid vines, they like a are they like a fucking tearaway stepchild. Because they're they're hybrid monster minds, so they kind of relate to him, but he can't control them. So it's like yeah. it's, <laughs> they're the son that he'll he'll spend years running away from <laughs> across the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's harsh though. Sawboss properly throws some shade. He actually like calls them his minions incompetent fools over his head TV <laughs> and then fucks off. It's just like I'm leaving you to your doom. That Bye. is his management style though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. pretty much. The slaves then give Jace Audric's cords? Coordinates. Coordinates, cords. Yeah. They're like, we're gonna yeah. stay here yeah. now. These are your dad's um, trousers. Look at these these <laughs> cords, you'll love them. The slaves are like, this is our home now, this place where we were enslaved. Yeah, well we the, the whole stay thing, here. The whole thing is they're like, oh no, we'll stay here, we'll make this our home so we can prevent the monster mines from coming back to finish the job. So another another one of the like the monster mines aren't gonna come back here again. Yeah, and then they, they Yeah, I think it. they're implying that they would train the red vines in some way, right? That yeah. They would get, mm-hmm. actually get them to work to protect that place. Yeah. And then yeah, they give Jace Audric's coordinates. Yeah, which, not his cords. And get, so like with the Why? Thing, I mean, why do you need the coordinates? He literally just left. Like <laughs> he flew away How far can he 30 go? minutes ago. Yeah, it, it, like you if you go fast enough, you can catch him at this point. Maybe Jace doesn't want to catch him. Maybe he's too like he's too anxious. Well, maybe it's like, just the thrill yeah, of the like, chase, yeah, you know? Um, no, no, we have to wait until we can get armed force back and then we'll go <laughs> get my dad. And then I gotta wait until my, you know, new shoes have arrived and I can't go and see him until I've found Herc's gold and you know, yeah, it's just no Yeah, I think, look, my clothes my clothes aren't the right colour. Yeah. I've gotta change the back. <laughs> my hair's all wrong. What if he yeah. doesn't recognize me? Well, given that they're so close behind Audric and they've got his coordinates. This is promising start for the next next batch of episodes for the next episode of the show. Yeah, I'm going to say don't get your hopes up. I I've mean, got a feeling they're not going to find him. I mean, don't get me maybe, wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll see him through a window. <laughs> they'll see a him running away with a panicked <laughs> like, expression on his face. <laughs> Those bastard slaves gave him my coordinates. I trusted them. 
Or maybe the slaves have given. No, the he's like a wrong number artist. He's given the slaves <laughs> the wrong coordinates to where he's heading to. And he's off another direction. Gonna, it's like wrong number dialing. But you know what's going to happen? The Lightning League are going to show up in a fucking canyon. I bet you they're in a canyon. I'll the put money on a canyon. Be at the bottom of this canyon, but where is he? Five episodes with no canyon. If it happens, I will be massively impressed. Would you a canyon? It's got to happen. No, like I, I think you get mate. It's like canyon, no canyon, canyon, no canyon, canyon, no canyon, canyon, no canyon. Yeah, but then you get your gorges and your fishes and your caves. I mean, even the episode without rock canyon bridges. had rock mm. bridges. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. always crumbling rocks somewhere. Like the entire ecosystem, every planet has like fucking unstable tectonic plates. They've been damaged by all the giant monster mines, presumably. Yeah, probably. Anyway, that has been another five episodes of Jace, and I'm not going to fucking lose the recording this time. So do join us back here next week for more Jace action. Mark is away a little bit, so we, if we can't get Jace action for the next episode, we will get a Gremlins review with me and Naomi, and we'll compare it to Critters. So those are the two options that will be happening over in the next episode, but there will be more Jace, don't you fear. We're seeing this through to the bitter end. And don't forget, check out our social media, Instagram at Protein Ramblings, Twitter at Protein Ramblings, uh, Facebook slash Protein Ramblings, our website, proteinramblings.com, all that shit. And you can email all of us at the team at proteinramblings.com. So until next time, lightning strikes. Lightning strikes. Liability strikes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs>